93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Thursday, March 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. AstraZeneca issued update phase three trial data for its COVID-19 vaccine on Wednesday after facing accuracy questions earlier this week surrounding a preliminary report from its U.S. study. The company now says its vaccine is 76% effective in protecting against symptomatic cases of the virus. A release issued on Monday reported a symptomatic efficacy rate of 70 The updated report maintains that the shot is 100% effective against severe disease and hospitalization. A slate of U.S. health officials criticized the company in recent days for what some claim was data cherry-picking in an effort to make the results appear more favorable. Well, they were using the term a kajillion, and I think that's what threw (laughs) people off. Really threw people off. Billion D would have sounded better. Billion to be, yeah, at least we're familiar. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease revealed on Tuesday it had been informed the U.K.-based company may have included information from its U.S. results that provided an incomplete view of the efficacy data. AstraZeneca said at the time the figures were based on a pre-specified interim analysis and vowed to share updated analysis in the coming days. I I think some people, you know, are not quite sure on the whole purpose of all these, but I think the thing to remember is, is that if you get the vaccination and you get it, it diminishes your body's response to... The virus. So that's the end result. I mean, you're, you know, even if you do get it, it doesn't mean you won't get it if you get the vaccine. But if you do, the, the virus yeah, will be it's less. It's going to mitigate it. That's, that's my understanding. Dr. Anthony Fauci, White House chief medical advisor, called the situation unfortunate and said it was likely AstraZeneca would issue a modified statement. The updated results include data collected from 190 190 symptomatic cases across more than 32,000 participants, an increase of roughly 50 symptomatic cases studied compared with the data set released on Monday. The findings suggest the vaccine is more effective in patients 65 and older than previously understood, with a newly reported efficacy rate of 85% for that population up from the previous stated 80%. AstraZeneca reiterated Wednesday that the vaccine was well tolerated among participants and that no safety concerns were identified. Preston, I've reviewed a billion cases oh, and the data wow. seems well very researched. promising. Well researched. Yeah. <laughs> The company faced a separate backlash in recent weeks over reports of blood clotting in conjunction with its vaccine, which is already approved and in use by dozens of countries around the world. Several European nations suspended, then resumed use of the vaccine after independent safety reviews. Two men are accused in a string of target thefts in five Pennsylvania counties and one store in New Jersey. According to police, they are uh, after high-end, high-priced, sorry, high-priced items, including electronics and appliances like shark robot vacuums. I'm surprised you haven't gotten John Wick all over this, Kathy. You leave my targets alone. Yeah, come on. Investigators spoke to Fox 29 and said thefts at Target stores. Where's Kathy today? I don't know. She had some camo on. She left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seemed to be up right Whispered now. Whispered something about parabellum and <laughs> headed out the door. If you want Target, prepare Dude, for war. I sometimes like if, sometimes you'll get little items at a store, like a, I don't know, just something like a small little like lipstick or something yeah. that you throw in the cart. Right. Like sometimes I've missed that, and like I'll find it at, while I'm at my car, and I'm like, oh no, what do I do? What, do I just put the cart back? They're gonna think I stole it. What, what should I do here? So this is not my No, you're probably not, you're not good for this. Um, so most of, uh, they're saying that uh, police hope that uh, people who go to Target uh, all 
often, like myself, uh, that it's going to uh, be to their advantage in helping identify these people. So Richland Township Police say that the men and women hit their Quaker Town store three times on March 13th, 14th, and the 17th. So they're saying, I guess the employees do start to recognize the right. people that are there. Yeah. You know, I, I think that all the time when I go, I'm like, I saw this cashier <laughs> mm-hmm. yesterday. I wonder if she's like, God, this lady's That's back the again? bitch that stole the lipstick. Seriously, yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the trio made off with at least $6,400 worth of merchandise, but they went back to the same store three times. Well, like, that old thing that the, thief, that the old adage that the thief never returns to the scene of the crime is, is bullcrap. Yeah. You've reported on uh, many oh, yeah. stories, Preston, where somebody just keeps going back. And then, of course, you have uh, Back to America where he goes, you know, that's the fifth time this guy's hit this place, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to come back. Anymore. <laughs> uh, so the thieves left the store in a white 2007 Chevrolet Tahoe. According to police, the two men were also caught on camera at one store in Philadelphia, one in New Jersey, and stores in Phoenixville, Springfield, Wincote, Malvern, and Wayne. If you have any information, please contact police. Voting mostly along party lines, the U.S. Senate on Wednesday confirmed former Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine to be the nation's Assistant Secretary of Health. She is the first openly transgender federal official to win Senate confirmation. The final vote was 52 to 48. Levine was serving as Pennsylvania's top health official since 2017 and emerged as the public face of the state's response to the coronavirus pandemic. The Harvard graduate is uh, expected to oversee health and human service offices and programs across the United States. President Joe Biden cited Levine's experience when he nominated her in January. Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get people through the pandemic, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity or disability, Biden said. Transgender rights activists hailed Levine's appointment as a historic breakthrough. Few trans people have ever held high level offices at the federal or state level. A pediatrician and former Pennsylvania physician general, Levine was appointed as Pennsylvania's health secretary by Democratic Governor Tom Wolf in 2017. She won confirmation by the Republican-majority Pennsylvania Senate. However, Senator, uh, Senator Pat Toomey, a Pennsylvania Republican, voted against Levine's confirmation on Wednesday. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Sixers, who have won three straight and nine of their last ten, continue their road trip with a game in Los Angeles against the Lakers tonight. For the Lakers, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are both out due to injuries. And for the Sixers, Joel Embiid continues to sit out because of his injuries to his left knee and a bone bruise. Despite the team's injuries, the Sixers are still in first place in the Eastern Conference with a record of 31-13. and 13. And the Lakers are in fourth place in the West at 28-16. and 16. Tip-off is set for 10 o'clock. The Flyers will look to end their three-game losing streak when they take on the New York Rangers tonight in South Philly. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. Referee Tim Peel will not work another game in the NHL after getting caught saying he wanted to give the Nashville Predators a penalty in their win over the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday. And I think we have the clip of that. No, we don't. Oh, we don't. Okay. We'll play with it later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we got it. NHL Vice President of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell made the announcement saying that Peel would no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. The 53-year-old Peel was set to retire after this season. He has been an NHL on-ice official since October 1999, refereeing 1,334 games. 
New England Patriots offensive tackle Justin Heron was honored by a hero uh, was honored as a hero by the Tempe Arizona Police Department for helping to stop an attempted sexual assault. Police say a 30-year-old suspect was seen pushing a 71-year-old retired teacher to the ground. Mm. Haran and uh, the second man, Murray Rogers, intervened. Detective Natalie Barella of the Tempe Police Department said, we are here to honor two good Samaritans that intervened during this vicious attack and detain the suspect until police could arrive and make sure that uh, he was taken into custody. And the police chief said that they truly saved this woman's life. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks a bunch, Kathy. And uh, we say hello to Thursday morning. We have uh, some stuff that's taking place. Some guests are going to be joining us. Uh, we're going to talk to this gentleman, Derek Fitzgerald, and he is doing this 156 over 24 challenge, which is a cycling fundraiser, and it's for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And Casey, what's the story? Is it 24 hours or? He's going to be cycling for 24 hours straight. Now, he's going to be on a stationary bike, but he's asking people to join him. Uh, between uh, May 22nd, 10 a.m. to May 23rd at 10 a.m. to ride with him. Now, I'm going to have my own team, and we're going to be on actual bicycles. I'm not going to be able to ride for 24 hours straight, so we're going to do it in in shifts, right? So I'll I'll start with a two-hour shift, but he's going to attempt... He's also a heart transplant recipient. Yeah, right. it's he's amazing doing, what they can do. Yeah, he's doing this with somebody else's heart and has been for a while now. And so he's he's just going to give you all the uh, the sites. So where's he starting oh. from and where's he finishing? I think he's going to start from his home <laughs> and finish in and his he's home. Gonna, and he's going to finish in his home. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk to him later on this morning. Pretty interesting story. And we also have our buddy Brad Williams. Yeah, hey! The comedian will be at Helium Comedy Club next Thursday. We have a few days off, so we will not be able to have him on next week. We will have him on today. We'll have him on anytime. That yeah. dude's a free man he's absolutely he is he's got some wild stories as always i love his wife is super cool we got next time we have him in we'll have to see if we can get his wife in because his wife has all sorts of cool stories yeah just like a a fourth degree taekwondo black belt all right so we have uh, those things taking place we have the guests on the program we have some stuff to give away and uh we'll just we'll we'll make it happen yeah thursday morning We appreciate you uh, hanging in there with us, so why don't we take a five-minute break? Why don't we take a five-minute break? All right, so we'll come back in a moment, and we'll get the stupid question, the uh, entertainment report, and more. We'll return shortly. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. We're going to give away a $50 gift card for Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant. Lucky you. Question that I have here this morning is the term Peeping Tom originates from the legend of a famous naked lady. Mm-hmm. And whom would that be? 215 263. Naked lady. Look at that naked lady over there. Uh, The term peeping Tom originates from a legend of a famous naked woman 
who was that woman? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go through some uh, birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Beeping, Tom. Thursday, March 25th, a big one in the world of rock and roll. Mr. Elton John celebrates his birthday today. One of my favorite Elton John songs is playing right now. Yeah. This could be, and I've, I've told you guys this before, and I, it's a hard time. It's a hard yeah. uh, thing to put uh, your finger on a favorite song of all time. But Whoa. this is one of those songs that just always makes me feel good. The way and, 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 I, and I have happy memories from my childhood from it as well. Okay. Exactly the same for me. I have it is was a great part of my life. The way it's produced, the faux audience, yeah. the whole everything yeah. is just great. Yeah, and to the, me, the, this is Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Territory, which, God, it was everything. Yeah. The echo on his voice yeah. and this, everything is, is just excellent. And then, you know, Funeral for a Friend Loves Life. Lives Bleeding. He does these big anthemic pieces. and Saturday you know, Night's All Right for Friday. Oh, man. Uh, going all the way back to his earliest stuff, I used to sit, I mean, deep stuff. There's a song he does um if you want one of the greatest live albums of all times is uh his album from the sydney opera house double live album it was after he had a whole bunch of polyps removed remember he had a, a big vocal issues they didn't know if he'd ever be able to sing again yeah and so he did it with the uh with the um uh symphony orchestra over there it's just an amazing album. it's right after blue moves i so i told you guys a couple of weeks ago that i auditioned for a, a play at the media theater and you brought your own music and yeah. you brought your own song and I brought an Elton John song. I, I, I tried to do the Border song. Yeah. Oh, And really? it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, listen, in my car, I sounded great. Right, but like, yeah, when yeah. I was there naked on the stage, I was like, oh, you can't do this like Elton John. Why right. did they have yeah. you naked? <laughs> uh, Elton John is amazing, and he celebrates his 74th birthday today, so happy birthday. Paul Michael Glazer. The really? Elton, the Elton John? <laughs> Elton John of uh, television shows. This uh, show was Simultaneously horrible, and I loved it. Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, I love that they were undercover. As they make they make mention of it in the in the movie, they're undercover cops driving around in the loudest fire engine red mm-hmm. hot rod. Yep. Uh, Grand Torino mm. uh, Zebra Three, by the way, was the name of, that was their their code. Is this what he looks like now? Person, there's a picture up so. in the studio we here. Got a picture of him with a big bushy beard and big curly hair. So I think he's rocking his COVID look right now. Yeah, uh, he's 78 years old today. It's Sarah Jessica Parker. Ah. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker is on the track. Sarah Jessica Parker is on the track. Uh, I was watching Footloose oh, the other day, God. the original one, and I said to my wife, I said, it's Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker. No! I yeah. forgot. I didn't yeah, know yeah, she yeah. was. I've, was she the friend of... Uh, She's the, the friend of Laurie Singer. Laurie Singer. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. Uh, she is 56 today. Glory, uh, Gloria Steinem, the uh, feminist activist and founder of Ms. Magazine, is 87. Uh, Lark Voorhees. That's Lisa Turtle. Yes, it is. Uh, from Saved by the Bell. Uh, so, she is 47 today. As the legend goes, Lark Voorhees was the one that all the guys of the um, Saved by the Bell cast were enamored of. Really? Yeah, even over Tiffany Amber Thiessen right, and right. the other. Uh, she's adorable. Uh, kind of has gotten away from all of that. Yeah. I think she had some uh, <laughs> mental issues or something. Or, or something. Or something weighed heavily on her and she just needed to step away from all of it. Well, um, man, she was hot though. I, and she was in that Boys to Men video. Was it on Bended Knee or Water I, Runs Dry or one I of those? I think so. One yeah. of those two. Yeah. I, yeah. And then uh, it's a shame because uh, she like 
mess with her face a little bit, Did right? She? I yeah. haven't seen her. Oh, really I don't know. Much, yeah. uh, so she's 47 today. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia. Yes. From the Die Hard movies. One and two. Mrs. Yeah. McLean, right? That's the last time she, she appears in those two. None other, right? I believe so. I believe uh, yeah. that's the case. Uh, Parenthood. She was also in that. I two, love her. Seventy-three today. Uh, Gene Shalit, the movie critic. Oh my God, he's Gene Shalit, ninety-five. He. I used to really like his movie reviews. He was on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Had uh, sort of r- weird hair and a big bushy mustache. Correct. That was his deal. Uh, Richard O'Brien, who is the actor and writer, he wrote uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and he played Riffraff uh, in the movie. Great character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, he's he's kind of the mastermind of the whole thing. But yeah, that was a massive uh, success for him. So it was like a like off the main drag theater production, then it became this underground theater sensation, and then they made a movie out of it which didn't do that well, and then it became a midnight screener movie sensation. It's had a wild life that I did I did the midnight yeah. screening a couple of times of Rocky Horror and and, I, and every time I never made it to the end of the movie. I fell asleep. <laughs> Not that the movie bored me. It was late at night. Yeah, I was midnight. a teenager. Yeah. We, of course, were smoking weed in the movie theater, which was kind of allowed for that particular showing. And then I'd pass out before it was over. Man, I'd like to see a return. That was such a cool thing. And I, I so I wasn't smoking pot, but I loved, I loved the midnight movies. You'd get... The wall, oh, heavy metal, heavy metal. Yeah, you'd get all these quirky. You'd you'd get John Waters films. Yep. It was all part of a thing. It was the midnight screenings You're were right, something that were really cool. And you know what? And now with places like Movie Tavern and so on, if you do want to have a beverage, uh, the you midnight could. movie thing, yeah, could be a blast. But we you got to pick the right movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe we should when when uh, all this is over. We Let's could... do that. Eh, it's really late though. I don't know. <laughs> How about a noon stream? I couldn't even <laughs> sleep. Early I couldn't even stay awake when I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get some porridge, please? <laughs> Let's do some 5 a.m. <laughs> screenings. Night, nice piece fruit. Could I get nice piece fruit for Rocky Picture Show? <laughs> we were talking off air about getting old and how you know when you're old. Yeah, when you yeah. can't. You can't stay through, stay yeah. up through. Dude, a movie. I still, yeah. for me, I, I, I like do the a noon lot. idea better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's twelve. <laughs> yeah, no one's yeah. drink though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. somewhere. Of course. And nice piece fruit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Richard O'Brien is 79 today. Marsha Cross uh, from Melrose Place and Desperate Housewives. We uh, say it every year on her birthday, Kathy. That Melrose Place episode where she took her wig <laughs> off. Yeah. And you oh, saw that huge. Like, I mean, you, I, I could hear people around me in other houses like screaming. I, was, I, mean, I was young. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, my God. What? What's the name of the attorney from the OJ trial? Marsha. Oh Clark. yeah, Clark. Clark. Yeah. yeah, I confused those two. Yeah, that's now, what I thought we were talking about. Marsha Cross, I believe, is cancer survivor. Did she have anal cancer? She I think? did. Yes, yeah. she did. Yeah. Uh, that's so, not what that means. She's, not enough yeah. tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> Isn't that what your mom said for Farrah Fawcett? Wait, wait, was, was she had too fa- much butt stuff and not enough tomatoes. Wait, but Farrah Fawcett was... No. Anal cancer, yeah. Was it anal cancer? Yep. Yes, yes, but the, the tomatoes thing no, was no, skin I, cancer. Yeah, oh, skin no, cancer. Yeah, you're sorry. conflating the yeah. two. I, I, the, no, the anal cancer, my mom said to me on the phone, she said, she, well, you know what that's from, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, Mom, I don't. Why don't you tell me? Too much parcheese. Yeah, they're, they're showing the scene here in the uh, baboon. <laughs> oh, where she takes the wig yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so anyhow, uh, Marsh Cross is 59. Uh, James McDaniel, actor from uh, NYPD Blue, played Lieutenant Fancy. He was on Mal- in Malcolm X. He is 63. Uh, Danica Patrick, uh, the driver. Uh, turns 39 years is old she a driver today. anymore? I don't know. I think she retired, right? yeah. yeah. Who's she with now? She was with... 
She went she, from Aaron Rodgers to... Yeah, I'm not sure what celeb or if she's with a celeb she's right not. now, but she has yeah. uh, had a few high-profile relationships. Uh, she's 39. She's a tiny little thing. We saw her you at the... The um, drive for autism. Drive for autism. Did you go over? Or did you not yeah, want to bother? Dude, she was surrounded yeah. by handlers. Yeah, like when I saw her, I they, got a picture with her. I didn't. We, I, but we caught her on the course. Yeah, she was being ushered by, and I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. there she goes." And uh, so, you know, uh, but nonetheless, I've had a crush on her for a while. And then the last birthday I saw, also very cute, Jenny Slate. Yeah, uh, the actress is uh, 39 today. Bored to death. Saturday Night Live. Great movie. I love it with her and uh, Chris Evans. They were a couple for a while, but it's called Gifted. Yep, really good movie. So she turns 39. She does also a bunch of voices in animated films as well. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question. Um, the term "peeping tom" originated around the legend of a famous naked woman, and who was it? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's go to Chris. For the answer, hey Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. No, no such thing, sir. So, what famous legend are we talking about? Who's the naked person? Lady Godiva. You're correct. <laughs> Lady Godiva. And I guess uh, Tom spies on Godiva and is struck blind. And there you go. So there's the, the peeping Tom term came up. You know what I did? Know? Reading this little. Um, um, uh, trivia card here was that her naked ride. I don't know the legend of Lady Godiva. She was protesting taxes, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's that was, how I do it. That was a story, right? When I show up at the IRS to protest taxes, I'm yep. buck naked. You should be <laughs> on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to some of the entertainment stories. Uh, Prince Harry has long been an outspoken foe of misinformation on social media. I hate misinformation. And in the press. So he's joined the Aspen Institute's Commission on Information Disorder as a commissioner. Uh, and he, kids who don't read so good. He will, <laughs> he will work <laughs> with 14 other commissioners and three co-chairs on a six-month study on the state of American misinformation. Journalist Katie Couric. Color of Change President Rashad Robinson and Chris Krebs, a former director of U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, are the co-chairs. Uh, this information is, according to Krebs, this information crisis undermines confidence in our democratic institutions and strikes right at the foundation of society. Uh, in an interview with Meghan Markle, he had uh, spoke out uh, with Oprah about his experience with the media, characterizing it as largely negative, racist, and abusive. So he is going to join this commission is he getting paid for this or is it just part of of the consulting thing because he's daisy chaining a lot of gigs together that have these elaborate titles and i don't know what he's doing i'm guessing no but you never know maybe he gets lunch so this is interesting and i have a few heavy stories in the entertainment news this morning (sighs) but uh sharon stone is speaking out about her decision to reveal her past sex abuse uh she told the new york times that in her forthcoming memoir the beauty of living twice she recalled horrific memories where she and her sister Kelly were sexually abused by their grandfather oh, as kids, oh, right? That's yeah. disgusting. So she says uh, they made the decision together. She said, we spoke to my mother, and at first she was very stoic and wrote me a letter about how disconcerting all this information was, the whole pious, horrified, I don't really want to talk about it directly kind of thing. Then my sister got loaded when my mom was staying with her and really went for it with my mom and my mom had a major breakthrough, so she had a, she got a little yeah. buzz on and got loosened up and just laid it all on the so table. So I guess for it her. was the mother's father. I'm guessing so. Oh dear God! <sighs> These uh, dynamics that exist. Oh man! I mean, thank God. You know, I, I never lived in a world where I, 
uh, have dealt with that. I was watching a, a piece yesterday about survivors of a, of a sexual assault at that. I mean, mm-hmm. and and virtually the vast majority got set off in horrible situations. Their their lives fell apart yeah. after that. All yeah. from that one moment. You, it's not just that moment in time. You're sentencing someone to just oh, to, unrelenting misery. It just it ruins their yeah. life. It destroys their it's life. Horrible. And these people that do this, one, they don't care, and yeah. two, they don't know that you've completely destroyed their life. But fortunately for them, I guess, if you're able to open up with, you know, your Someone mom else. or somebody yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. they're able to hear it and accept it, then maybe that helps in the healing. Helps it's got to help a lot. And then a lot of times, if you, if you um, you know, talk to people who have been through this, that when they did try to go and tell a mom or whoever, like, there are times where they don't believe them yes. or, you know, and that's what they're, they don't want to come forward at first because they're afraid of something like this. Like, it was yeah. her father to tell her. I, yeah. That your dad is doing this. I forget what story it was, but it was a woman who went and and to, she was going. The purpose was to go tell her mother what was happening. And then by telling her mother, she found it. Her mother knew all along. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was like, I mean, she was just world was shattered. Wow. So she said, when I finished the book, I read it to my mother over a three-day period. And I had the flu at the same time. I was in bed. Uh, and she got in bed with me as I finished the book. And. When I recorded, uh, then I recorded an hour and a half of her talking, and then I rewrote a lot of the book, and that's when I dedicated the book to her. Stone believes her life and the abuse she suffered is universal. She said, I believe that uh, the point of my book is that it narrates a rather regular life. I don't think that my life is exceptional, except that I ended up being a movie star. Uh, This book could be written by a lot of other people that grew up in a small town. She said she actually wrote the book after having a stroke in 2001. She said, I had the whole white light experience on the operating table. And when you literally slab out on a table, uh, you have to ask yourself a few questions. And I wanted to review my life and ask myself, why did you push yourself without listening to yourself? What part of your listening device got so fractured or broken that you didn't see where you were headed and the book is the big questions. I'm not the person who's like, excuse me, pass me the envelope, let's tear off, open a corner. I'm the person who likes to blow up the envelope, push the plunger, stand in the debris of it and see. Uh, moving forward, she's ready for darkness, she said there, if there's purpose. She said, I'm going to play something dark now. I need a reason other than just it's funny. Uh, I find the you mon- mean a role or is that what you're I, I think about? so. Right. Yeah, she said I find the the monkey on the shoulder thing. Monkeys, which it says it says here an ex, uh, an eccentricity favored by her character Leonor Osgood on the series Ratched. Uh, she finds that super funny. Oh, she's on that show. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't either. know that. Uh, she t- she said I told Ryan Murphy uh, we could when the performance is over remove the monkey digitally and the performance would still be so interesting. So I I know Does nothing. She has a monkey. I know nothing of this monkey. Yeah, uh, the monkey. Uh, The book comes out on the 30th, by the way, so that's on the way. Captain America has tattoos, and Twitter is breathing into a paper bag over this. Chris Evans shared a rare glimpse of his chest tattoos during a new interview. Well, once you've seen his D, it really doesn't matter, right? (laughs) Uh, The images of which were shared on social. Have we seen his? We have. Remember he posted a picture accidentally? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so some, uh, a couple of the postings read, um, Chris Evans, is this even allowed? Uh, and as she said, guys, I did not even blink for real. I just kept staring at his chest for 30 minutes straight. 
Another shared that heaven heaven looks like Evans <laughs> in a floral shirt with tattoos, peeking and the chain. You know what the tattoo is? It's a tattoo of Ugly Kid Joe. No, that's Jackson. <laughs> he has that tattoo. Oh, we're oh. used to anyway. Uh, and then a third user tweeted, "I just found out Chris Evans has chest tattoos. Y'all probably won't be hearing from me for a while." <laughs> Have you seen the thing on TikTok? It's it's of uh, um, these women with Henry Cavill. You know, pictures and, um, you know, they, they, they're they like, I guess we're unfamiliar. And, you know, this guy, like like with Chris Evans, it's just perfect. Yeah, he's stunning. And then like, you can see them like, where did you come from? <laughs> I mean, like, just blown away. Yep. So wait, we don't know what the tattoos are, though? No. Uh, it no. looks, some of it looks like text. And, and so it's maybe some kind of a. Okay. Zoe 101 Good is quote. one of them. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I can understand. Uh, this is terrible. This is just horrible news. Uh, former child actor Houston Tumlin, who played the son of Will Ferrell's character in Talladega Nights, the, Bill, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, has died by suicide, authorities said on Wednesday. Geez. Yeah, he was 28 years old. By Do you know the way. why this is bizarre, Preston, when I saw this article pop up? Mm-hmm. They are currently running a commercial where it is supposedly the two kids, I mean, actors playing the two kids from yeah. Talladega Nights. They're driving along in in uh, Dodge Chargers with the with the dad with uh, uh, Cole, uh, the dad from Talladega Nights, and uh, you know, and the one kid turns to the camera and says, "Our lawyers t- have to told us to tell you this is not real because it looks like they're driving, but they're doing the shake and bake and all yeah, that yeah, stuff." Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, is he the one that the used to play the clip of uh, "I'm all jacked up"? There's on Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the 28-year-old died in his Pelham, Alabama home on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Tumlin's girlfriend was at home. I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew. That was him. Uh, Tumlin's girlfriend was at home uh, at the time and discovered his body. Uh, Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Uh, did not appear. The former actor left a note behind. He had served in the armed forces and suffered from PTSD and Ugh. depression, uh, according to uh, the report. So that's... Very sad. Terrible news. Um, Speaking of uh, people passing, I had mentioned this yesterday. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead had apparently taken, he died five years ago, uh, his ashes and put them in bullet casings and had gifted them to friends. It was was a, uh, I guess it was in his will or his wishes or whatever. Do we know the list of people who received them? No, I just know know the Pope got one. Ricky Rackman (laughs) had. uh, What is this? And I had also mentioned, in conjunction with that, that uh, Prince, uh, the fifth anniversary of his death is coming up, and uh, they're going to be opening up Paisley Park for free uh, tours, and his ashes will also be the subject to some unusual treatment. Uh, And Paisley Park officials are putting Prince's ashes on display in the Minnesota compound. If you were to, so okay, if you were to do something similar to what Lemmy did, and the bullet does make sense for his lifestyle... What would Prince's ashes end up? What vessel would be appropriate for Prince's career? Um, Anything come to mind? Vibrators. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. That's you know you talk about someone who's very sexual. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Something purple. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, grimace. Maybe, maybe they put them in little grimace dolls and put um, them you could people. Probably um, forge it into, uh, put it into like guitar picks or something like that. Okay. Actually, that's a good idea. Not bad. Or a so, Molinar. Uh, there will be no regular tours on that particular day, but fans fortunate enough to reserve a visit through the Paisley Park website will be allowed for a 30-minute visit. It's called Prince's DNA. 
into the atrium. <laughs> the Jurassic, Jurassic Prince. <laughs> uh, there will be 70 time slots available with each slot limited to just 20 visitors, by the way. Uh, I didn't know about this, but Brooke Shields is opening up about an accident that she thought might paralyze her. Uh, the 55-year-old sat down with people explaining that it happened at a New York City gym in late January. She fell off a balance board and landed with such force it broke her right femur. It's like oh. the one you fell off of, Nick, oh, that God. one time. Now, you, Preston, um, you reported on this story initially when it happened, and we just thought it was okay. She's going to be on crutches for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the break was far worse. She says, sounds came out of me that I've never heard before. Oh. Uh, she says she needed surgery to insert two metal rods, one from the top of my hip down. <laughs> she had never heard that before. <laughs> and another across into the hip socket. But then a broken portion of her right femur popped out. <gasps> she underwent a second surgery to add five rods and a metal plate to anchor it all in place. She said, I never considered myself zen, but I realized with a certain calm that the rest is up to me now. Now... She also spent two and a half weeks in the hospital and then developed a staph infection at home that required an emergency surgery. She said at first they feared that it was MRSA, uh, which is a type of bacteria resistant to antibiotics. Uh, She said, thank God it wasn't. If it had been, my doctor said it would have been a race against time. And that's how you can become septic. And it seems unthinkable. Uh, Because of COVID, her husband and uh, two kids couldn't visit her. And then the hard work started. She said, I can't even stand on my leg or go up a step. I need to re- uh, relearn how to even walk. Wow. And the feeling of helplessness is uh, shocking. And Brooke Shields is like 5'10". She's she's tall. She's, mm-hmm. you know, um, and this is, uh, yeah, we're looking to do her physical therapy going up steps, Preston. That looks painful. Think yeah. of the impact on your life, um, not being able to do that. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it re- reminded her of how strong she was. She, my career has actually been like that as well. One door gets slammed in my face, and I search for another. It's not unlike how I felt when I wrote about postpartum depression in 2005. I think she's great. I mean, yeah. she's uh, somebody you thought would have just been like, uh, okay, she's just an airhead, and, you know, after the pretty baby stuff when she was younger. Yeah, she went to Princeton. Yeah, sitcoms yeah. and stuff, and very funny and, and talented, a good actress. Yeah. Uh, the Glee cast is coming together for 2021's Glad Media Awards to honor LGBTQ teens, along with the legacy of the late Naya Rivera's characters. Now, I know you're excited about this. Santana Lopez. You are a huge Glee fan. I'm, I'm all Every Glee. day after there, you'd come and sing whatever big song they did, and it was it was wonderful to see you re-find your joy of life through Glee. Uh, the, what did they, what did they call them? What was their uh, name? Gleeks. Gleeks, that was right. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tribute will mark uh, 10 years since her character came out on the series. God, 10 years. Wow. Uh, Rivera died in July at age 33. Demi Lovato, who played Santana's girlfriend, Danny, in the series, will introduce the cast. That show will stream on YouTube and Hulu, and that will be out on April 8th. Um, here's good news. Ashley Tisdale and husband Christopher French, Christopher French had welcomed their first baby, a daughter. And I love this name. Jupiter Irish French. Jupiter Irish French. What? I like the name Jupiter. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a great name. It sounds like a word jumble, but it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so Jupiter, shared... I usually associate with a guy, though. I know. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's a good idea for a girl. Uh, she shared the news on social media, rejoicing that she had arrived. Quote Earthside. So. Uh, Good, uh, well, Good Jupiter. Good Jupiter to you. To you. <laughs> Amid the nationwide concern about growing anti-Asian violence, Jay Leno 
is apologizing for jokes that he's done during his career that targeted Asians. Uh, the apology from the comedian and former Tonight Show host uh, comes after a nearly 15-year campaign about Leno's Asian jokes by the Media Action Network for Asian Americans, also known as MANA. Um, most of the jokes were about stereotypes of Asian people eating dog meat. Uh, Leno said in a joint press release out yesterday uh, with MANA leader Guy uh, Aoki, um, he said, at the time I did these jokes, I genuinely thought them to be harmless. Uh, whenever we received a complaint, there would be two sides to the discussion. Either we need to deal with this or screw them if they can't take a joke. Uh, too many times I sided with the latter, even when in my heart I knew it was wrong. He said, I am issuing this apology. I do not consider this particular case to be another example of cancel culture, but a legitimate wrong that was done on my part. Uh, Mana has been very gracious, he said, in accepting my apology. And I hope that the Asian American community will be able to accept it as well. And I hope that I can live up to their expectations in the future. Well, that seems fine. Yeah. Both sides agree. And yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We accept the apology. Move on. Hey, Chrissy Teigen said yesterday she's quitting Twitter. Right no! A series of tweets before deactivating her account. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. So she she is uh, she's wrapped it up uh, in which she said, it's time for me to say goodbye this no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively, and I think that's the right time to call something. Uh, she said, I've always been portrayed as the strong clapback girl, but I'm just not. Goodbye! And that she's a different human than I started out here as. I wonder, so is this this is because of the, uh, the blowback she was getting from the Chris Jenner par- partnership? Because remember, they, they, I think it's, it's cumulative. I think it's, Jenner, it's, yeah. it's one thing after yeah. another after another. And, mm-hmm. and listen, Twitter can be great. It can be the worst thing in the world. And I think she just got tired of it being the worst thing in the world. And the problem is also, Nick, she, she puts herself out there. Yeah, she puts herself out there a lot and yeah. she invites yeah, a lot of it. So that's, that's also, yeah. you know. I mean, inviting a lot of it is, you know, that, that's. That's not fair. That's not fair. Like, you know, that's just, that's people being dicks uh, right. aggressively. And so, she, you know, she's not inviting people to be a-holes. No, um, but, but she puts but she, everything she herself, out there. She, she puts right. everything she's about very her open, life out there. That, doesn't, that, that does not mean she's inviting it. You know, those, that's a very fine line. Yeah, well, she's also been very happen. acrimonious on Twitter herself. She's attacked people on Twitter. So she and, and yet, But it's people mm-hmm. are dicks. And if you, you know that the best way to not have to deal with that is to not be on it. But it's not like she's not ever done the same herself. But I she was admits surprised that. to hear, though, that she deactivated her account. Yeah, because it was a big part of who she is, yeah. and of course, yeah. it's it's a great promotional tool uh, She'll for, be back. for anything that she's doing, whether it be, you know, uh, cookbooks or, or television shows or whatever, maybe. Look at how many times Adam uh, Alec Baldwin's gone off and come back. Yeah. yeah. But I now how am I going to invite her to eat dinner at my house? <laughs> That's... I guess I'll have Barbecue. to figure out a different way to... You got to do a different way. Yeah. I'd say swing by the house sometime and <laughs> oh, yeah. say no, hello. Maybe that'll it's work. Ding dong. Uh, I have, uh, I've set aside Twitter. It's now over where Facebook is for me, which is just like, it's over there. And if I see a you know uh, an alert that says you should check this out or if there's a news story that somebody sends, I'll go over there. But I'm, I'm kind of done with it. I too. haven't been on Facebook in years. Mm-hmm. Same thing. If I'll get a notification... But um, uh, uh, yeah, it, I feel better for it. It's too. it's could be it's hard to remember, but life existed prior to social media. It <laughs> yeah, really did, it really and we did. still found out things. I know. Uh, research has shown that social media uh, use can increase things like anxiety and depression. So uh, maybe it was just she's had enough. So uh, we'll see if that sticks or not. Uh, Peter Farrelly is following up the Oscar-winning Green Book. 
uh, with, and this was something I mentioned in The Historian. Oh, yes. Just a couple of weeks ago. The greatest beer run ever. Oh, wow. Zac Efron, yeah. Russell Crowe, and Bill Murray are in talks to, st- uh, in talks to star in this. Uh, beer run will follow a misguided beer delivery to pals fighting in Vietnam circa 1967. I just told the, the story to and our listening audience recently. Need I remind you that that comes on the heels of the news that Cocaine Bear is coming to the theaters. True. True, and that was another story that yeah. we shared with you as well. Uh, production is set to commence in August in New Zealand or Australia. I have other great historian stories that I think also would make great movies. Do you think Hollywood is listening to you? I think I have become the pulse. I think you are. Yes. When people say, where are to. the new movies coming from? Yeah. The historian. It's right here. Like I saw the MGM announcement that they're moving ahead with a $600 million production of The Connoisseur. Right. Yeah. There's got to be a connection, right? You know it's there. They steal this music. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be pretty upset. All right. One last story. Uh, The Queen of England has become a great-grandmother for the 10th time as her eldest granddaughter, Zara Tyndall, gave birth to a baby boy on Sunday. But there's a little bit behind this particular story. Uh, Zara... Uh, it's either Zara or Zara. Uh, the 39-year-old daughter of Princess Anne and her husband, Mike Tyndall, welcomed Lucas Philip Tyndall, who weighed 8 pounds, 4 ounces, at after a home birth that took place on their bathroom floor. And it wasn't intended to be a home Uh-oh. birth. Yeah. A spokesperson for the couple confirmed the birth in the statement, saying uh, Zara and Mike Tyndall are happy to announce the birth of their third child, Lucas Philip Tyndall. Uh, Mike, a former rugby player, by the way, revealed the news during his podcast, and I love the name of this podcast, The Good, The Bad, and The Rugby. (laughs) Uh, In the latest episode, uh, he said, arrived very quickly, didn't make it to the hospital on the bathroom floor. Mike went on to describe the frantic process they undertook to prepare for the unexpected home birth. He said, so yeah, it was, uh, I was running to the gym, get a mat, get into the bathroom, get the mat on the floor, towels down, brace, brace, brace. Mike also said that the midwives who were due to meet them at the hospital were able to redirect to the home in time to assist with the birthing process. Jesus. So they were able to make it. <laughs> uh, Lucas, who will be the 22nd in line to the throne, is the couple's third child alongside two daughters, Lena and Mia. If you're going to be in the royal family, isn't like this the nice wing to be in? Like totally. you, you don't get the attention. You're 22nd in line. There's yeah. no pressure. Dude, I said that the other day. <laughs> do, do not do not be in the... the, the, the your, even out of the press's yeah. line of sight, mm-hmm. you get reports like this, fluff things, you know, they had a Birth. birthday, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you don't have to deal with all the crap. And you still, you know, you can still get to walk around uh, yeah. Buckingham Palace. You get to go to the parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. All that stuff. All the freebies. It's a good place to be. Uh, but they had, they ended up having the, the, the baby on the bathroom floor. All right, we're ready for some clips. A man's wedding plans go awry in SAS Red Notice when hijackers commandeer a train beneath the English Channel. In this clip, Sam Huygen. Huygen? I guess that's how you say his name. Or Huygen. 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 Hints at how the film eludes the current military climate. Here we go. No, this is all based on Andy McNabb's experience and, and the real, you know, how the military operate and also how the government operate. And this is... This is the reality. But yeah, it, it is based, you know, in, in, a, in the actual sort of current climate. So kind of scary, but um, but hopefully it just remains fiction. I don't give a f- SAS Red Notice is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Has there been any um, 
big budget movie or movie that uh, uh, about um, British tax or, or like on the on the channel? Oh, n- uh, not that I know of. Okay, but that's we need to write that after you finish your script of the connoisseur. You mean other than well, I mean Mission Impossible has the helicopter yeah, scene, but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, one would be would like when Stallone in yeah. what was like the, British the, Stallone Daybreak or whatever the hell. What the Daylight? hell was the name of that movie? Daylight, I think, is what it was. Yeah. Where they were trapped under the. Uh, was it the Holland Tunnel or attention, chaps? <laughs> the channel is uh, closed. Um, hey, chaps! Uh, spotted dick. Uh, <laughs> I just throw it out yeah. all British terms they can think of. Boot the bonnet. Jewelry, boot the bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Garage. <Yeah>. Garage. Uh, <laughs> put that in my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next clip. Here we go. <laughs> In Cosmic Sin, seven rogue soldiers strike against a new alien civilization in hopes of preventing a war. Okay. <laughs> you still thinking about that? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit myself in my twigs and berries. Chap. In this clip. Uh, very good. Fish and chips. Um, in the middle, dip. Mushy peas. <laughs> In this clip, director Edward Drake talks about how cool Bruce Willis was on the set. Here we go. When we first put the Cosmic Sin suit on him, he was like a, a kid again, and he was shadow boxing and chasing everyone around and being like thumping his chest. It was fantastic. It was a good moment for everyone because we were like, yeah, he's like, yeah, this is cool. I don't <laughs> give a f- So uh, Frank Grillis in this movie, yes? I don't know. What's it called? Cosmic Sin. Yeah, I think he is. Take a look. It is now streaming yeah. on Vudu and Amazon Prime. And Brandon Lee, is that the son of Bruce? No, uh, no Brandon died. Yeah, yeah, he died oh, in look. the crow. Brandon that... Thomas Lee is someone else, but I don't mm. know. That's and, definitely not and him. And Brandon Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> We're in space! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cosmic Sin now streaming. And that is what I have in our entertainment report this morning. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. we got a lot to get to today. Brad freaking Williams. Yeah. One of our favorite guests is going to be at Helium Comedy Club next week. So we're going to talk to Brad a little bit later on today. We'll be back in a moment. It is foggy out. Keep that in mind as you hit the road. Visibility down in some areas. Very foggy in Balakimwa where we are. Uh, so be careful. We'll be back in just a moment. WMMR.com. The website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. Is that your chair squeaking? <laughs> yeah. That oh, weird. I thought that was a dog a whistle. Loud squeaky sound. But um, Oh, you're going to... Case is going to lube it up. He's got some uh, WD-40. That is squeaky, Well, remember, man. who said the other day, like, people are using, or you shouldn't use WD-40 on things I did. you think you No, should. you said you could drink it. No, no there, there are some things you're not supposed to, and you need to check ahead of time before you lube them with WD-40. By the Oof. way, the WD, and somebody had, had texted in that day, stands for water displacement. And it was formula number 40, so that's why oh. they gave it WD-40, the name. I use spray-on silicone. That's yeah, better. It's a, yeah, okay. and that's yeah. that's what I use to stop um, squeaks. But it's it depends on certain situations what type you want to use. Because I've like got some exercise equipment, and before I looked into it's a, it's an elliptical. Yeah. Before I looked into um, you know greasing it, uh, I had thought about using WD forty, and f- it flat out said, "Do not use this on here. You need to use actual you know, like grease." Right. So I, I have a universal, and they recommend that you um, you use the silicone, and it, it keeps everything you know slight because I can't I can't stand the squeaky. 
So before you lube, do your do, do your yes. research. Do your goob. Uh, so before you lube, do your goob. That's what they, you know, my dad used to say that all, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Did you listen to him? Yeah, well, before you, well. you lube, do your goob. Uh, it's great, Grandpa. He's going to be in a home soon, right? When we were, uh, when Kathy was doing the sports, she thought we had a clip. Uh, we didn't then. We have it now. And this, and I wanted to hear it because I haven't heard it yet. I did, I'm, I'm familiar with the story, but uh, this uh, NHL ref, Tim Peel, was fired. Uh, he was mic'd for the game. He forgot about it. Uh-huh. And not only does he drop an F-bomb, but he also admitted uh, kind of like fraudulently calling a penalty or at least... His intention was to call a penalty, you know, for the for the smallest uh, infraction. He raised suspicion, and yeah. I think that really is the infraction that got him fired. But uh, this is the clip of him saying it. Uh, who is he speaking to? Another ref, I guess, Nick? I think he was over, uh, you know, when refs call a penalty, they'll go over to, like, the official scoring area. Yep. I think he was saying it to that area, and another ref was right next to him. All right, here we go. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early in the... <laughs> Mistake. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't much. It wasn't. But I well, wanted so, to get a penalty. But he was saying it out loud to not just one person, like a group of people. So He was saying it to the other ref and to the scorer's table. Um, but the fact that he had the hot mic and the fact that he called something that he probably shouldn't have called and just admitted it live on TV, I think that's kind of what added up. Yeah. I don't know if it's a fireable offense personally, but I mean, right. I think the NFL, uh, NHL had to take some action. I, I don't know. It, it As forces, I, I think a, right. I think a suspension, but I think the thing that would be, the, uh, Preston, you agree with this, uh, uh, the, the, the more volatile thing would be the admission that there was a there that he he had an aggressive call knowingly made an aggressive call on a penalty that probably wasn't worth it but i guess as a ref you have a certain discretion you can oh, all the time yeah. you yeah. can you know you can let things slide it happens in baseball all the time you yeah. know as far as pitches go and, and when you hear announcers like jj and jonesy when they're talking about flyers games you know jonesy played for a long time and he talks about specific players like drew and and van van reams like being nice guys and arguing their points with referees, but doing it in a way that's not dickish, right. that'll get them calls later on. So right. it's, it's a subjective thing. Right. And as long as you call a game both ways, exactly. you can be okay. If you're going to let some stuff slide, you got to let it slide for everybody. Is the fact that, he, that, he, that he, hi- he highlighted the team that he, yeah. wa- he said, I wanted to call. Yeah. And you're listen, you're yeah. talking about a billion-dollar industry, right, that, you know, wins and losses matter. Right. And so, yeah, when you're caught on tape yeah. and yeah. on camera saying that. I feel bad for the guy, though. Oh, me I too. Mean, I do, too. Yeah. And yeah. listen, not, it's probably not okay, but I'm sure it happens, and I'm sure every ref does it. And it's just like, sure. just because he had that damn mic on, I now know. he's a suspe- out of a job and a can't suspension. have a proper retirement. Would a suspension have gotten it done, you yeah, think? Right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. But yeah, man, careers have ended for very similar infractions. Uh, yeah, Casey, who was the uh, an, um, NBA ref that was from the area? Tim Donaghy. Yeah, and he just uh, he got caught betting on games, right? Or or was linked he, to betting scandals? He, I think he was caught, like, um, what do they call that? Like, point shaving? Right. And so, like, if you're open about these things and making calls deliberately... No, no, be, no, no. Point shaving is is for the player. But either way... It can get was, linked to gambling, mm-hmm. and, and that's a fireable offense. So, the, I mean, there's... It's a real fine line. So yep. he was retiring at the NC. A lot of people are texting in and say he wasn't fired. They're just not going to let him play any more games, and his career will end okay. that way. So I, I don't know the particulars about it. But, yeah, and so that F-bomb went over television? Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. That, too. That, too. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what amazes me is that with all the tech, too, uh, you know, uh, listen, we have our, our systems in place here. We have dumb buttons. Yeah. Um, the FCC years ago made it the rule, which I think is kind of a ridiculous rule, that if you're miking 
like a game like the like the Super Bowl per se, and someone happens to be close enough to one of their field mics uh-huh. to, to drop an f bomb. I hear ne- it all the time. The network would be responsible for it. So I guess. And I, I do too, Case. So I, I hear ultimately, it all the time. I hear it in especially basketball. They could enforce that, though, yeah. and they don't. But yeah. it is a rule on the books. Nick, what channel was it on? It, it, NBC? The, the NBC local affiliate for that game. So, okay, uh, so it was a an MB, not like an NBC it wasn't national. sports. Okay, so it wasn't, but what I'm saying is it wasn't like, um, was it like an NBC sports channel? I or was so. it Or is it NBC proper? Uh, no. Okay, and, so and it was they, a cable channel. And they were going to commercial. Yeah. And uh, they weren't, like, the, the camera wasn't on the referee as it yeah. was happening. Yeah. You know, they they just had the live feed of it going, and somebody left that potted right. up, uh. you know, and, and uh, cut to commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't even, like, prime time on, like, a network thing. No. You know? I know. I know. But, look, look <laughs> it makes right, national. Right. All these. Yeah. That's the thing. Years ago, you'd have to wait till like, a Dick Clark special before you'd hear these bleeped out things. And now someone out in the middle of bum F somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, a news reporter, let's, let's slip, yep. and the entire country knows about it. <laughs> exactly. So, until they change the rules. Yeah. You know, you gotta. And, and I'm with you, Case. I know you're like, come on, man. I hear it all the time. I know. I know. But yep. you know, the rules are the rules, and what yep. they are, and they until those change, they got people's is people's, and people's is people's. Oh, if we've yeah. learned anything, <laughs> um, real quick, Casey said something. I was going, I was going to talk about something that Nick does, oh. but Casey mentioned something to me off air, real quick. Is it about cheesesteaks? That I'm intrigued. No, it has nothing okay. to do with cheesesteaks. Which, by the way, is the Daily Rush video. <laughs> if you want to see the the, the great Preston and Steve cheesesteak fight, it is now available, and it's sponsored by Punchline uh, Philly. Uh, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Check that out. May I just say thanks, and I know Casey, you agree with this. Thanks to everyone who eventually supported us and yeah. put us over the top. Is the prevailing opinion? It was oh, crazy! Is that how it looked like eighty percent of the people were wrong. It's not over yet. <laughs> no. so we haven't hit the twenty-four hours yet. We'll, no, we'll we, we we were crushed. We in, were decimated in a little while. But... It doesn't matter though. It doesn't change my mind. But All yes, right. press. But Casey said something. Guess I have the floor now. Casey said something. Uh, right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right before we went on air, and he said he noticed something that I do, ah. and apparently I do it a lot. And he wants to, and he wouldn't tell me what it is. So now, now you're intrigued. Color me intrigued. Yeah. We have things ready to talk about, but yeah. this I would understand why you would want to find out about this immediately. Well, so I want to know do. why he does it because you do it often. Yeah, and right. uh, and listen, th- this is not like and you not, never clean it up. <laughs> well. I mean, it has something to do with that. Does it? So you do this often, and I'm, this is not a judgment, but but I'm wondering if, A, you if it's an accident, B, if it isn't, and you do it on purpose, well, why? Why do you do this? I'm a little scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> okay. Don't be scared. Really? It's really, really silly. Okay. Uh, Marissa, do you I happen to have the picture? I'm scared. You took a picture of me doing something? Mm, no, I, I took a picture of the, of the aftermath. Um, aftermath? Yeah. What the hell am I doing? I'm scared. You do it every day in this studio, and then I went into the office. Does anybody I, else know what he's talking about? I have no about? idea. No, no, you, so. no, well, I have no idea. Okay. He might, but um, you do it every day in this studio, but I was just in the office, and I saw that you did it in the office, too. And I saw you, I was, you lingering around my desk, I know. Wait I was a like, second. Did he catch me? Is it harking loogies into the garbage? No, I mean that's pretty standard. Yeah, stuff, okay. Right? Well, I mean that's the only yeah. thing I could think that he does both here and in the studio. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, he's not so, gonna, he's not gonna swallow him. Are we waiting on Marissa? I, yeah, but okay. no, no, no. I'll, I'll just, I'll tell you what you. She's do. looking for a picture on her phone. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I texted her a picture. All right. So for some reason, when you're done with a piece of paper, yeah, copy. Okay. Yeah. okay. Sometimes you throw the copy into the trash can fully, and then other times, for some reason. 
You place your copy, your, the, the, oh, this yeah, piece I'll of paper. Set, I'll set it on the edge of the, the um, yeah. trash can so it'll, it'll rest there. Yeah, why do you do that? If <laughs> oh, you're done with it. I'm not 100% done with it. I might come back to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I have a lot of clutter, and you guys see, you see all this paper laying <laughs> yeah, around yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I leave it there, I might misplace it, and, and I kind of still, this is almost ready to go, but we might not 100% be done talking it about it yet. It might come back. So, so <laughs> okay. I will then, when we are done, then I'll just reach out and okay. tap it into the, uh, to the trash can. I have can. seen that. I have seen it. <laughs> Look at the picture chronicle like up here. So there's, there's like an Ansel Adams quality photograph of the paper rest. Now, what I would say is, is I kind of understand that, but couldn't you remedy it? We used to have some sort of like dental surgical table that was on wheels that would be... have that here. Casey has commandeered okay. it. It's what, his table. We now, now have an entire rolling cart that this boombox we don't use yeah. anymore is is resting on. Would that be good behind you guys? Well, now I feel bad because whenever he leaves something on the on our shared trash can, yeah, I just dump it into the trash can and you don't even notice it. Wow! So okay. you 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 feel? <laughs> I mean, well. so is it okay? Let me posit this: right. it's done for now. It's probably done for the day, but it might not be done for the day. Correct. I've had to go and dig into the, trash, in the trash can many times. times. Yeah. And yeah. You're like, wait, pain. hold on, I have it. It's right. a pain in the ass. Yes. Uh, so, so this prevents that in theory. Yeah, it's a. Re- it's just a. It's a, it's a purgatory yes. uh, before heading to hell. How about this? Uh-huh. We run a clothesline from the back of the wall behind you to oh, over here. Oh, I like that. You just clip it up, right? <laughs> like like laundry, right? Yeah. 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 That's well, a great idea. So I think it's okay because <laughs> you're not the one complaining about it getting thrown in the trash can. Like, had you brought this up and said, I put it there for a reason, you're right. you're throwing it out. Yeah. Yeah. But Casey's, it's just something that Casey noticed, and you're not even yeah. really knowing I don't if somebody's throwing it out And Kathy, not. it doesn't even seem that inflammatory. It's, no, it's, it's not, more, it's it's more not. quizzical. And I, and yeah. I might forget yep. about it. Yeah, that's yeah. why That's why you end up having to do the dirty work. That piece of paper that's sitting on the trash can right now, what is it, Preston? I, I don't know. I can't see it from here. <laughs> But you put it there. You don't yeah, remember I, what was... I, I don't know. Marissa? Okay. <laughs> I employed the same uh, tactic in the kitchen. So, like, last night I made a little cheese snack. So I sliced some cheese. And you put it on the edge of the garbage? What kind of cheese did you have? Ooh, I can't remember. <laughs> well, cheese we'll later. Oh, okay. Um, and I left the knife on the side of the sink. Oh. Thinking, uh-huh. I might yes! get some more cheese yeah. later. Right. But I, I could also slightly commit to being done. So it's in the vicinity of being cleaned, but like I don't want to have to take another knife out. So here's what I do. I'm when I you. when I have a, a mug of tea at home, I take the mug of tea and I don't put it when it's done I'm done drinking it, I don't put it by the sink. Yeah. I put it next to where my keys and my credit cards and everything are because I will reuse that mug. It's, okay. it's easily reused. And, yes, and you're, you're and, not going to get another one dirty. And and have go, the... Tea is going to go back into it in just a little while. I, My wife mm. does not is not a big fan of that. Well, because I was going to ask you, how far from the sink is that? It's about 10 feet. Yeah. So I would, so I think, try this and see if your wife is okay with <laughs> yeah. this, Steve. Put it closer to the sink. Put it next to She'll the sink. She'll put it in the sink then and oh, clean Oh, she it. will? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, all right. See, because that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. more like what Marissa was saying with the knife, that's sort of what I do. I'll put my cup next to the sink so it's it's on its way right. to being clean, but I might use it later, and then if I don't, I could just easily... But mine isn't a violation, right? I mean, because the tea is going to go in it. I've... Uh, I, I it's It's already been used for that, and I just don't see the need to keep... I to- would... If we were married, I would prefer you put it Next to the sink. Now I'd know yeah. not to put it in the sink and clean it, 
but I feel like it being closer to the sink is a little bit <laughs> okay. better. Okay. Uh, all right. So I, don't, I, I can't risk that at home. I don't put it anywhere near the sink, just on the off chance that somebody will walk past the sink and go, oh, here, this belongs in the sink. So what I do, because sometimes when I'm making a peanut butter and honey sandwich, I'm not sure if I want one sandwich or two. And mm-hmm. I don't know this until I'm done the first sandwich. So sure. what, what I'll do is I will leave all the stuff together, the peanut butter, the honey, the uh, butter knife, and the bread, and I'll leave them all and my wife's like, why do you leave this here? I'm like, because it's so hard to take all that stuff out of the pantry again. Well, it's a pain in the ass. It's another extra few steps. Yeah. It's not super hard, but yes. Um, and we're getting a number of texts coming in uh, concerning weird things like this. And uh, somebody texts in and said, dear God, in God's name, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Uh, and also, somebody point out, does this make Casey the noticer? Yes, it does. Uh, oh, we all noticed. No, so I think he's the inquisitor. Here's something I, I noticed uh, the other day. Or actually, I didn't. My, my oldest son, Parker, did about my younger son, Carter. Carter likes to cook, okay? But he leaves the kitchen a goddamn mess. Oh, really? It drives me crazy. And Parker pointed out the other day. So he lately, he's, Carter's been making curry. He makes all kinds of curry. It's his thing. And Parker points out that he made this dish... And the, the the sink was empty before, and in the process of making this curry, Carter used seven spoons. Wait, what? Seven spoons. And what on God's earth do you need to go keep going back into the spoon Same drawer? Spoon. Yeah, and and pulling these out. So let me jump, me nuts. jump into something that pertains to this as well. So <laughs> I'm going to have three or four cups of tea by the time I get home till the time I'm asleep. That one spoon that I stir my stuff will be used for that tea purpose, and I and I I put it on a like a like a little tea, like a little a little a disc <laughs> like a what a, a badass I am! Uh, it's actually designed to hold a spoon. Yes, oh, okay. I know what you're talking right? about. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool, right? If it sits totally. there for yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it's for. That's right. Does not go in the dishwasher. Right. That's your spoon. That's for my the spoon, day. and I see no reason to burn through nine spoons. Oh wait, does it sit there all day? Oh, it sits there for for a couple of hours, okay. but it's in it. Yeah, several, I mean, at some point it expires and it goes into the dishwasher. Several <laughs> people have texted in about using this uh, with laundry. Uh, okay, so wait. it says, my husband does this with our laundry basket. He hangs clothes over the side of the basket. Oh no! no, no, no I need no. to know. No, it isn't Divorce dirty. Him. But if it's in the basket, can I wash it? And then somebody else says, uh, every bedroom has the chair, except for Kathy, of course. No, mine doesn't no need chair. You don't no, have no chair. chair. There is no, no chair. chair. No, no not, chair. Not dirty, but not clean enough to fold and put away. Welcome to the chair. They okay, say. hang you on a second. You have a closet and a dresser for a reason, for uh, your clothes to right. go in it. Let me, let me chair t- is to sit. Let me run this past you, Kathy. <laughs> I have the hamper. And then I have I have I have uh, two drawers next to it. Okay. One drawer is the not dirty enough to wash. Mostly stuff that I've worn, like if it's if I just worn briefly for for. I, like, I understand. And, and then I can wear it. it. It does not need to be cleaned, uh-huh. and so it'll stay in there until it's progressed to the point of dirtiness to then move into the hamper. Is that okay? Wait, but what's the drawer? Is it closed? Or there? It's a closed drawer. Yeah. What, yeah. Why would that not? So be I've already. I, mean, I may have worn it for like a half hour. Oh, you're asking about the wearing right. situation. So, um, mm-hmm. I would. I yes, I would. I would. Would uh, normally ag- be okay with that. However, coronavirus. If I wear it for like ten seconds, it's getting washed. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, yeah, no really? not me. Yeah, yeah, all wow. clothes now. Wow. I have an armoire that my TV sits in, and sometimes the clothes that I will only have worn for like a, an hour or two 
will go up in the door of the armoire. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. You can't even see it, though, because it kind of flaps open. So it's kind of it's kind of hidden. My poor wife. You should see her closet versus my closet. Is she messier? Than you? You're not allowed to. No, 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 no. She's way cleaner than me. But her closet. He's um, nodding yes to us. Because the kids mess her closet up so much. I see. Oh, is that what it is? Silly kids. Yeah. Yeah, Kids. kids. Why do they live in our bedroom? Kids always in her room going through her underwear. Uh, (laughs) That's me. Hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Heather here wants to chime in. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Heather? Well, I have two words for you. Organized chaos. Yeah. And also, Marissa, that is the universal sign for don't touch my freaking knife. I'm not done. Don't touch it. So you say that knife on the corner of the sink is not to be after with. Exactly. All right. The international sign of I'm not done yet. All right. We'll I, accept I that. that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the, you're, you're trying to uh, you're trying to minimize <laughs> your uh, your cleaning or yes. your or at least running the dishwasher. All right. Uh, Wasting water. I got a text for Carter from Carter. He wants to come on and explain oh, Seven no. Spoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I want to hear it. All right. This is going to be like some sort of Japanese fable. Right. The Carter. Seven Spoons. Hey, buddy. Oh, hello. Hi. All right. So <laughs> you made your curry the other day. I gave you a hard time about it when you got home from school because you didn't clean yeah. up. But Parker had pointed out you would use Seven Spoons in the process of making your famous curry dish. Why? So I use those seven spoons for actually, like, tasting the curry. I don't like to use the same spoon over and over again when I'm tasting a dish just in case someone else wants to eat it. I love this guy. Just in case someone else wants he's to not eat gonna, it? He's not going to put yeah. the same spoon that he's already put in his mouth back in while he's mixing exactly. or just oh, Especially because of COVID time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and, also, and also... <laughs> I think uh, COVID's after. being used a lot for curry excuses. Yeah. And by the way, who the hell are yeah. you sharing your food with? It's just us. <laughs> Who's... Well, yeah, yeah, but I I still feel bad about it. You know, COVID. And by the way, you can take the spoon over to the sink and rinse it off, you know? With soap it, and water. It's more of a principle uh, at this point. Carter, may I help? Right let, let, allow me to help you for a second. What's a similar thing that your dad does that you'd like to address <laughs> at this point? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the floor is yours right now. Yeah. So, uh, well, actually, oh, uh, no. when I... <laughs> when... I cook and then I leave for school and come back. Yeah. My the first thing in my head is either to talk to you about what I'm doing after school or like something along those lines or it's to clean up after I'm done cooking. Okay. That's the first that's the first thing I do, but you never you always just like go off on me about it. Oh. So he's gonna clean. Give him a minute. <laughs> Come on. No. I, no, I'm just yeah, asking. No. I'm just Dude, the look on, on your yeah. dad's face suggests he doesn't completely buy hey, that. Hey, as a fellow father, Preston, I call BS. <laughs> just clean up as you're doing it. This That's is my what son. I've, I've tried to train him that there is, when you're cooking, you clean while you cook. You keep well, your station yeah, yeah, yeah. clean, so, is what uh, they say. But, Carter, I was gonna. I'm going to give you a, a, a piece of advice to use against me, Okay. Okay. If you leave a mess like that, it would behoove you to send a text or something like that saying, Dad, I know I left a mess. I'm going to clean it as soon as I get home. Is that cool? Yeah. 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 That makes, yeah. Acknowledging it will take the sting out of it a little bit. And listen, I'm not, you guys know me, I'm not a taskmaster when it comes to cleaning up. Well, that's here. I don't know at home. You could be an absolute demon. Lately, lately I have been because, my God, it's laundry and dishes. It is a never-ending mountain of garbage. I'll tell you this. You do have a full house. and You have have, have, uh, two other adult men living with you. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's forget it. So, uh, but but listen, you can you can do you. Do you feel you can do a better job of, of straightening up along the, along the way while you're cooking? I mean, yes, okay. I definitely can. All right, Carter, let me ask you something. Do you believe <laughs> oh, that in the future you could relearn to love your father again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I had to get this talk on air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you win. Carter won, Preston, nothing. Yeah, whatever. Man. All right, bud. Have a good day. All right. Bye, Dad. All right. See you later. He's oh, so oh. cute. Communication <laughs> is key. It is. You know what I'm having PTSD about right now? What? Bill Weston throwing away Chuck's bowl. And oh, it's not oh, even man. my bowl or my situation. No, but it was his childhood bowl. I know. Like, I get so mad at that. It's I, like, dude. I could say this, though, in defense of Bill Weston, uh, yeah. is that if it is a very prized possession... Clean it right then and there, and bring it back to your office. I know. Yeah, I know, what? but he, oh, he it's not Chuck, Chuck doesn't yeah. leave it there oh. for a day. He it was it was there for like an hour. Yeah, it's just, your childhood bowl, and it means that much you'd only. Leave I it. understand that, and I can't believe you side with Bill Weston at all. I well. mean, I'm probably going to get blamed for some reason <laughs> yeah. during this conversation, mm-hmm. but for right, but it, I still agree. Like with I had, I had a Looney Tunes cereal bowl that I'd bring into work, and I would mm-hmm. clean it immediately after I ate it and brought it back to my office. Yeah. Casey, can you have the the the, the scary rising music because Bill. Oh. Walks into the into the kitchen. He's, all right. he's having a fine kitchen. day. Everything's looking good. And then all of a sudden, his eyes just oh. kind of glance towards the sink, and then there it is. <laughs> no, not that. Though. No, uh, no. But anyway, not, what not... in the name of Jesus Christ is that? Uh, an unattended bowl? No, 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 no. Are we doing the walking on sunshine? No, no. There's <laughs> there's one that's it's, you know the one. You know. You know. <laughs> well, Casey's trying you use so it all hard. the time. This is what it sounded like when you were like, yeah. <laughs> Not like haunting. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, bro. He doesn't know. Sorry, no, I don't know. For, for, I, I don't uh, know. uh, oh, never mind. You oh, know what? It's like this. Yeah. I feel like Herman Munster today. <laughs> You know. You know. The monsters. Thing. I would love to live at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> when, when we did the, the Bill West and uh, Soup. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Mommy. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, the I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's from Ghost Story. I had uh, I'd set it up and I was waiting. I thought Casey would be on the same wavelength today. but You usually are. All right, so, so Bill's walking good. in. He's walking through the, across the park. The third leg of the stool, low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Don't like the stool. Hang on a second. Casey's don't like soup. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I it's don't. Kathy's Waiting fault. Waiting for the music from the movie Ghost Story, starring John Houseman. <laughs> I don't know. You we do know. We don't have it. All right. No. Anyhow. No remorse. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> Does I, know know what what? I now know what you're talking about. But you can't but find, you can't it. find it. I feel like it's... <laughs> Come on, get your head in the game. I know, right? <laughs> I feel like making love. Wait. <laughs> Are you just singing bad company? Yeah. <laughs> making <laughs> love to you. Yes, Casey, it's under Psycho, I think. That's what I think it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> and now psycho. a scene from a real Halloween shocker. No. What? <laughs> what is this? What Preston is talking about is that that we in fact, we will play it sometimes. Under- what? No, no. Right, forget it. I can't believe this Aww. is happening. I'm going to go to some calls. Theremin okay. sound? No, uh, no, no, it's not there. I already did the theremin did, sound. Uh, that was uh, a. That's. What was that speaking one that we just had? Though? 
That was Bill Weston's Halloween TED Talk. All right, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> TED Talk. Hang on a second Wait, here. I'm, a I'm second. going to Brian. Oh. Hey, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, I'm trying to work here. <laughs> Sorry, man. What's up? All right, I work in an industrial supply company, and this is a PSA because I know a whole bunch of people are listening. I'm the one that throws out everything in the sink because we have a sink that everyone uses. Do not leave your dishes in there. I don't want to come in there and see dirty dishes. Do them right away. I, what, is that, what does that do to you, Brian? What, what does that do to you, seeing a dirty dish? Uh, it it skeeves me. It skeeves you. I, so to, yeah. to me, I, I sort of understand if you have a public sink and there are loads of filthy bowls and dishes in it, that's not right. If you have it in there for a little bit and your intent is to come back and clean it up, that's no, fine. No, but it, it no. shouldn't look it shouldn't no. it shouldn't look like like if there's if you go there and there's already seven dishes in there or, or bowls, don't leave something else. It just I would say clean it up right when you're done and take it away. Yes. I actually put a note up that said your mother does not work here. <laughs> clean your dishes. Yeah, now that um that I'm cool with or or, yeah. or tape it to the actual dish, you know, but you can't go throwing somebody's dishes away, man. If, if it's in there more than eleven minutes. Eleven <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is hard. You just throw it away. I just All right, guys, I cool. thanks, Brian. I, I don't agree with it. Uh I don't think throwing it away is the answer. <laughs> I thought Bill was way out of line when he did that. How well how long had he waited before that? I don't know. Bowl was he, Away. He said it was there like throughout the day, and finally right. he was like, "Forget it." Like, it, but most of I, I guess before Chuck had left because Chuck noticed that it was gone. There yeah. are a lot of, well, of of kitchen improprieties. For example, like the 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 you know the sixteenth piece of a, of a donut that's in a full box is still sitting on the counter that no one will <laughs> right. uh, just because they don't want to be the one to throw it away. By the way, did you see the the email? Uh, Friday is uh, oh, yeah. clean out day oh, for the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. for, for the, uh, the, refrigerator. the refrigerator. Okay, yeah, there you so go. You, the, the fair warning email went out. Yeah. You got anything yeah. in there, get it out. And there is stuff that's been in there for a long it time. It stinks right now. There mm-hmm. was something in there. Kevin Gunn came up to me and he's like, hey, Kath, um, there's something in the refrigerator with your name on it. It's been in there for weeks. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't even use that refrigerator. And I was yeah. like, there there is he's like yeah can we throw it out i'm like well yeah because i have no idea what it is and i went and checked and sure enough it had my name on it casey i think it was something that you left for me oh it was in the freezer it was in the fridge uh and it had my name on it and it was it it was disgusting the strawberries that casey brought in no i think it well we it was like fully molded over, so Ugh. it was really gross. Yeah. Case, I think it was cheese. It may have been the make your own pizza. Uh, well, oh. that, that, I left that in the freezer. Somebody might have taken that out of the and freezer right. and yeah. put it in the fridge. Well, it was in the fridge <gasps> and it was completely molded. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. Joe Corby's. That was uh, that was yeah. some good stuff there, man. It was good stuff. But I didn't even know it was there, so it had been there Not a long time. So we yeah we we cleaned it out. Mm. Huh. Uh, so we're, we're, our fridge is getting cleaned out. So do you got anything in there? Keep that in mind. I don't. But I, I never. But, but with the, uh, I put stuff in there every day. Uh, but with the, um, with the sink thing, I, 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 I'm, I got to go back to that. I still think that's, I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's that what, if, if something is, if it's habitual, if it's happening regularly, if you see the same thing, cause I think that maybe Chuck that one particular day, this is the dish from yeah. his childhood. And listen, I, I keep stuff like that. Um, that maybe he forgot. That's the one day he forgot. He went, he, he had a call or whatever. He left it in there, was going to go back, and he forgot about it because it wasn't something that he usually does. And then it gets thrown away. Bill's right. mistake. Not- 
cool. Bill's mistake was not sending out a memo. Right. And what? saying and, and saying Isn't that at this point it's a so, memo for a dirty dish. It's don't at, leave it, your dirty dish. At this point of termination. Did you not hear what I yeah, just said? It, it could right. have been an oversight. It could yeah, have been it a, could have been a, a mistake. One time. It clearly belonged to somebody. Okay, but it was listen, put in the sink by a human being. It had milk in it. All he needed to do it did not have was milk swish in it. a little water in it. He did. And call it a day and bring it back into your office. Or take it with no, you to you your meeting. No, you better than that. I know, but yeah. I'm saying if he, if he was in a rush or something. If looking in a sink and seeing one dish with a little bit of milk in it gives you PTSD, you need to go to therapy. But not in a, in a, in a work setting at an office. Again, you're, the maid doesn't work here. Your mom does, isn't here. All right, take so I'll your tell own you dish out of the sink. I'll tell you what drives me crazy is when someone uses the machine, like the, uh, the Dunkachino machine. Yeah. And then they they will pour some out in the sink, and then they don't run the water, water and clean the to sink. Clean down. Why? I, I, wh- Why not? What compels you to? I'm still looking for musical beds, Preston. Is this it? <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. Uh-huh. That could have been it, though. Steve, that's scary. I don't feel so good. <laughs> Steve, I do have one comment right. about that sink, though. It the it's a flat sink. The fl- it's a flat it sink, and the faucet up. doesn't move. At all, so sometimes yeah. it is a little difficult no, to get the edge. You can you pull have the sprayer edge- out. You can pull the sprayer out, though. You know, it has a sprayer. What are you guys talking about? This arc. No, she wait, re- our sink in the kitchen. In the kitchen, like a has a spray thing? nozzle. A separate spray. <laughs> no- you yeah. never noticed? I don't think yeah. so. I don't use it. But <laughs> what is it you need to have cleaned out? So Steve was saying, like, if somebody dumps something in the sink. Um, Sometimes it doesn't get cleaned out, so there's like coffee or whatever on the edges of the sink. Oh my God, the sink's not spotless. <laughs> oh my God, it's, you. it's him. It's him that leaves it. It's that jerk off that leaves yeah, it. Yeah. Do you know what it said on the paper that was on the side of the garbage can? Remember to keep sink filthy. Oh God, How? you don't rinse out the sink, <laughs> Kathy. Believe it or not, I can't stand a sink that has like. Schmegging it. I hate it. Oh, it, but my sink at home, it, it it's not pitched enough, so things get like stuck in the corner. I hate I know this sounds yeah, depressing that we're not talking about it, but yeah. you're right. I can't stand, I can't stand a <laughs> sink that doesn't pitch properly into the drain. Marissa, I'm gonna call all you jerks out right now. <laughs> okay. How about when uh, we have a meet meet here in the station? Yeah. And they drop off food and they set up a nice spread and then right. one by one everybody leaves for the day. Then it's like two o'clock and I'm leaving and look, there's still shrimp sitting in the green room hanging out there. The one day that I had to leave early and there was a meet meet, it was still there 24 hours later. Yeah, she's right. Remember, because Preston? We one yeah. person. Yeah, we, we saw. Here's, her. here's we what walk, happens. We watched you walk we in. Watched we watched Yeah, here's what I think the general <laughs> consensus is. Also on that is that so. You know, if there's enough there, other people are going to come and eat it. And yeah, that, that's also, so, yeah. And, and also the mice need to eat. And well, the freaking mice now. There's like yeah. open chips everywhere. I didn't. And if you want to talk about gross people, there is sauce <laughs> all over that thing. If you eat a chicken wing and it drips sauce, clean up the freaking sauce that you. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't know that you cleaned that up. I didn't know that was your but thing. How so. how is that on us? It. Like it, we we leave it noon. Business hours go until. Long after that, yeah, and right. so the food's out there, and people, you know, pick at it all day. All right, well, at least we assume that we do. It's part of the setup now because the green room is right here, so it's sort of our space, even though it's everyone's space. It's our space where the food used to go into the kitchen, and then by the end of the day, it would get thrown out. But there's the no table to put it. There's on nothing now. to yeah, yeah. There's nothing you to put, put it, it on, on the sink. But by, by the way, it is now known as the Acme Lounge. Right. Oh, we do have yeah, a sponsor yeah, yeah. for that. So thank you to Acme. So press, it's not this music, is it? That's it. 
That's from Ghost Story Casey. What is that labeled as? It's spooky music. Spooky music. <laughs> but that's not That's what my you... favorite spooky I music. Said, I said scary. Scary, okay. spooky. Scary, spooky. Six of one, a half dozen of the other. All right, so hang on, Casey. Have it ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Start over. Here we go. Bill walks into the kitchen. Okay. He's going about his... No. Stop nope. it. Stop okay. it. I, my, that's... We're creating an narration here. Right. He's, going, story. he's going about his day. Theater he's, of the mind. He's having a good day. All of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, he sees the sink. Wait a second. <laughs> what is that in the sink? Looks like some sort of receptacle. <laughs> Something someone might use to eat cereal or in other countries porridge. <laughs> in other countries porridge. It's filthy. Yes. It must be thrown away. <laughs> who could do this? Who could do this to the people who work here at Beasley? I'm going to make a statement. Make an example of this person. I don't care if it's a ball they've had since childhood. It's going in the garbage. <laughs> And that's how it happens. It's uh, that easy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad I brought that up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Anyhow, I didn't know we were going to uh, dive yeah. deep into that. It was but fun. This started with uh, Casey noticing that I set pieces of paper on the edge of the trash can rather than throw them all the way into the trash can. But there is kind of a reason behind that. I, I knew there had to have been a reason. And apparently people do it with spoons, knives, and laundry, and all kinds of stuff. I know we're wrapping up quickly, but I think Brian has something that I think also uh, this might pertain Okay, uh, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Brian? I so I, I agree with on the the communal office uh, kitchen has to be clean. It's ridiculous that that's even a question, <laughs> but this is a little bit different. So my clean mug was in the section where mugs are in the office, except my mug had my kid's face on it. Mm-hmm. My two year old daughter. <laughs> And one morning I come into work to make my coffee, and it's missing. It's just gone. And it was gone for two days, and I finally sent an email blast saying, you know, I don't know who's, you know, walking around with my mug with the, my kid's face on it, but if it's not your kid, put it back in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> so so there was, a, there was an actual rack of cle- where dishes would go after they were cleaned to dry, and somebody took it from there, Correct. Correct. I had a question. Does everybody have their own mug in there, Brian? There are company mugs all over the place. Uh-huh. with you know, the, our brand, and then... So yours was oh, mingling with those. Yeah, why, why don't you bring your mug yeah. back to your desk with you? Yeah. I think it was was it drying? Was it drying, Brian? Right. In the Okay, so I can understand that. Next time, you can though... dry at your desk. To the general thing, yes, you can dry it at your desk. desk. Brian, do you have a desk? I, I have a, a desk, but it's, it's also... We have a... Um, a uh, dishwasher. So it actually had gone through the dishwasher and right. you know, been placed with the other mug. It's just it's more the grabbing of a mug yeah. that has kid on it. That <laughs> <laughs> I think when you have person like you have Casey's picture on your mug. Right. Yeah. Um people know that's a personalized mug you should not use. Well, I keep it yeah, in my, right. my I keep it in my my workspace. I and don't, you need I don't, to, I don't yeah. let it wander into the kitchen. <laughs> right. Every cubicle should have like little nails that you hang your mugs on and Thanks, then when you're done you dry it at the yeah. end of the day and you put it on there. I like, okay. keep by the way, I don't, I don't yeah. clean my coffee mugs. I know. No, you just yeah. rinse them out. That's all you have to do. I don't even do that. Yeah. It's it's flavored. It's seasoning the, the mug. It's like uh, that bowl that the uh, the salad king. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that bowl <laughs> that, that yeah, it takes on uh, flavor. 
All right, anyway, yet another uh, useless discussion we had this morning on the President and Steve Show. But, but I love them. I love them. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. We're going to come back. Thank you for your contributions, by the way, and all your texts coming in. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment and get to the Bizarre File and also a guest with a charity event. Very, very cool stuff. We yeah. also have Brad Williams on yeah. the show today. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club next Thursday, so we'll spend some time chatting with him this morning around 9 o'clock. We will be right back. Stay with us. the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. All right, that's a lot going on, and we got some bizarre file stories to fill your time, so here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, this morning is brought to you by Royal Farms Real Fresh, Real Fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee, and it's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. All right, we'll start with the story of uh, Xiao Shen Shi. That's her name, a 76-year-old woman. You probably saw the story. You fought back against her alleged assailant yeah. during a violent attack in San Francisco. So I'll get into the details of what happened, but she aims to donate nearly a million dollars raised for her to the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. So it was a GoFundMe campaign that was set up for her. Her family did it, and they, it was to pay for her medical bills, and they announced their revised plans in a statement shared on the fundraiser's page on Monday. And she she clocked her attack. Oh, she beat the crap out yeah. of this guy, and she got popped yeah, really bad, too. Uh, but uh, they said hate crimes towards Asians is nothing new. It has happened since first Asian immigrants arrived in America. But during the pandemic, hate crimes towards the AAPI community have accelerated at an alarming rate. Uh, our family plans to donate all funds generated in this GoFundMe to help the AAPI community recover and combat racism. Uh, the family also thanked those who had been donating and supporting them. Uh, she was attacked on Wednesday at an intersection, uh, she previously told through a translator that she was just standing at a traffic light when a man came up to her and then punched her in the eye. What? Uh, she fought back. She picked up a wooden board that happened to be nearby yeah. and beat the hell out of this guy. Her alleged assailant was identified as a 39-year-old man named Stephen Jenkins. Oh, from Third Eye Blind? Lead singer of Third Eye Blind. No, it wasn't really him, but that's oh. his name. Uh, who was transported to a local hospital for a prior medical condition <laughs> and later arrested. So they donated money. I Third eye blind. That had a nice... Uh, <laughs> the music was so pleasant. A nice twist to it. A South Florida woman. This is an outrageous story, and I can't wait to find out the full details. A South Florida woman is recovering in the hospital after she was found naked and stuck in a storm drain. They actually had to go down in a manhole to pull her out. For for a long time, yeah, right? Yeah, the woman was reported missing nearly three weeks ago from a different county. Uh, the uh, officer in charge, Ted White, said this is by far one of the most bizarre incidents that our officers have ever responded to. Images show police and firefighters surrounding a storm drain after someone heard what sounded like a woman's voice down below. A passerby heard something come from the storm drain. She heard a woman yelling. When first responders arrived, they discovered a woman trapped eight feet below the roadway. A uh, special operations team was able to remove the storm grate, lower down a ladder, and hoist the woman up. Uh, Did you see the rig they had when they had her up on top? They had to, like, they, she, she was naked, so they had to yeah. cover her. She was unable to stand. She didn't have any clothes on. She was very dirty. She had some superficial wounds. Her knees were all scraped up. 
Authorities aren't sure how the woman got into the storm drain or how long she was down there. And it appears she may have been in that storm drain for at least a couple of days, perhaps longer. She said she was able to survive on unwrapped baby Ruth bars that kept floating oh, by. Oh, shut up. The woman <laughs> was taken... <laughs> the woman was taken to Delray Medical Center to be treated for her injuries and to check on her health. Oh, uh, police God. said that there are Here still... another one. <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> Well, police said there are still many unanswered questions. They are just fortunate the woman found an area that no human should be found alive in. Uh, They believe she may have disappeared on March 3rd, and that's when she was reported missing. They're currently working on confirming that information with investigators. Wow. Uh, A Jacksonville mother, let's stay in Florida, is charged with child abuse after a fight with another student on the campus of DuPont Middle School last week. Edith Riddle was arrested on Thursday. A school safety officer heard a teacher's frantic announcement over the school radio that there was a fight occurring outside the cafeteria. When the officer arrived at the fight location, he found Riddle had been involved in a physical fight with the victim, a student. And this is an adult. Yeah. Uh, Riddle had just exited the school with her own daughter after a meeting with the vice principal on campus. Now, rather than exiting the campus directly, the daughter walked out of her way through the cafeteria to engage the victim in a fight. Uh, Riddle's daughter pushed the victim to the ground and threw some punches before the suspect, the the mom, also joined in punching the victim who was lying on the ground. Now listen to this part of it. A a witness said that Riddle appeared to have a boxing glove attached to her left hand. And the report says Riddle had the boxing glove on her hand when she arrived at the school and it told the school that it was super glued to her wrist and she couldn't take it off. The victim suffered abrasions to her knees and forearms. The girl's parent arrived at the school and told police that she wanted to pursue criminal charges. The parent took the victim to the hospital for a follow-up evaluation. So this woman shows up with this uh, this glove super glued, she says. That's what she said. Right. I'm sure it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on. And uh, she was arrested and charged with one count of child abuse with personal spe- uh, and a special weapon, which would yeah. have been the, the boxing glove. You glove. seem like a responsible mother, super gluing <laughs> on boxing gloves to your wrist. All right, we'll end this story. And uh, this is this is a wild one. Italians reacted in shock online after it was real, revealed last week that it, an Italian tank had blown up a large chicken coop on a nearby farm after it misfired during a training exercise, reportedly killing at least 50 hens. It's always the chickens. The tragic incident occurred near Vivaro, a small town in the northeast of Italy, when a tank accidentally fired in the complete opposite direction of its target. Surprisingly, neither the owners of the farm nor the soldiers carrying out the exercise noticed what had happened until the following morning. Furthermore, fo- photos of the damaged building show two holes, meaning the tank oh, may have actually Jesus. fired twice. Oh, God. While the slaughter of the chickens is in no doubt tragic, the fact that the tank misfired in the direction of the populated center of the town also means that the situation could have potentially been far worse. I need to talk to your uh, <laughs> tanker commander. That's Gene Simmons, yeah. chicken division. I'm investigating. Uh, it also isn't the first time something like this happened in 2011. Bullets this is from, a deed most fell. Uh, <laughs> from a mounted machine gun struck multiple buildings, including a school during a U.S. Army training exercise in uh, southern Germany. The misfire is also 
only furthered angered a region already famous for its skepticism toward the Italian government, with some local parties even pushing to secede from the country altogether. Well, in a way, isn't this sort of a warning to any invading chicken armies? I would think so. It's a deterrent in its action alone. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, uh, we have a guest who is on the line, and he's on to talk about a charity fundraising event that is taking place. And it is, it's next month, but you might need time to train for this if you yeah. want to participate in it. So he is a uh, heart transplant recipient, which yes. makes it all the more an incredible story. Uh, it's benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and we'll get the details from him when we get him on. Please welcome Mr. Derek Fitzgerald. Hey. Derek, hey good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Preston. Excellent. Hey, listen, so this event is called the 156 Over 24 Challenge? Yes. Uh, can, can you explain what that means and then what the whole event is, if you don't mind? Certainly. It's a 24-hour cycling fundraiser for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society where we're honoring those we've lost to blood cancers and we're celebrating our survivors. And basically all the funds that are raised for this go directly to the LLS. But basically the reason it's called 156 over 24 is because we lose 156 people in the United States every day to, to, uh, to blood cancers. Uh, and and basically that that, that equates to fifty seven thousand people a year, wow. and that's fifty fifty seven thousand too many. So Derek, the, the the positive thing here is that the uh, the treatments and things that are are happening in this world are getting uh, markedly better. You know, obviously there's still a lot of ground to cover, but there's every reason to uh, to support and to raise funds because things are going in a very good direction. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely, Steve. I. I the the I mean research that LLS has funded has doubled or even quadrupled survival rate. Yeah, uh, for for blood uh, people who are diagnosed with blood cancers. I'm one of them. I'm I'm 17 years out from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Wow. Uh, and and it was, but unfortunately, it was the treatment, you know, the chemotherapy for my cancer that damaged my heart, put me through seven years of heart failure, and then ultimately a heart transplant. Wow. So the chemotherapy to keep you from dying of cancer. Yeah. Nearly took out your heart. Uh, Absolutely. And that's that's how, you know, intense that is and can be and, and the treatment. So how old were you when you got the heart transplant? Or how many years ago, I should say? Ten years. I'm ten years out. And how old are you? I'm 48. I just turned 48. You're 48, and you're going to do a 24-hour nonstop riding a stationary bike. Have you done this before, uh, Derek? Well, I've never ridden 24 hours in a row uh i am an iron man traveling ah. uh, several times over uh in fact I'm, I, I'm i'm the only cancer surviving heart transplant recipient to uh to finish a full but wow. um but uh you know this this whole thing is is a fundraiser for lls and basically um it's it's part of their man woman of the year campaign so uh you know we're we're just inviting i mean i'm riding the 24 hours but we're asking people to form teams to cover those 24 hours to join me in riding. Right. Uh, and, and, and so basically we're asking people to put teams together. It's, it's May 22nd from 10 a.m. to May 23rd, 10 a.m. And if people don't have to ride 24 hours like me, cause I'm an idiot, <laughs> but, but if, if they want to ride an hour, they get, you know, 23 other people to ride an hour with them and yeah. they just do all the logistics. Right. If they want to ride two hours. They put together a team of 12, whatever it works. 
Derek, this is Nick. I, I've uh, done a bunch of work with LLS over the years. They're an incredible organization. I'm really proud of what you're doing, too. And one of the things that I love about them is that they come up with different events like this. So was this their idea for you or your idea for them? This was my idea for them. I don't think they would want to inflict this on anybody. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you're doing great things, but I'm also fascinated about your story personally. And uh, so how physically active were you before you got sick? Was this something that you'd always did, pushing your body to a limit? No, 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 no. Uh, when uh, when I was basically a fat kid when I was uh, diagnosed with cancer, and uh, you know, I I worked at a desk, I sat on my ass all day, and uh, and you know, picked up drive through on the way home, you know, the triple cheeseburger, right? You know, the, the the tall, you know, frosty, whatever it was. I was I was I ate like crap. I didn't work out. I was way overweight. I got diagnosed with cancer, and I, I actually went up heavier uh from that point and then uh and and then ultimately i started going into heart failure after chemotherapy and then went down to about 128 pounds wow which was skin and bone for for my body i'm like 510 so um so yeah it was literally um after the transplant uh, the the heart transplant surgery is the equivalent of being hit by a mac truck sure yeah yeah i mean you're, you're taking your engine out yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mid-flight, right? Yeah, uh, I yeah. Was, so, so basically, um, I spent January of 2011, right after my heart transplant, trying to lift my head an inch off of a pillow. Wow. You know, I completely atrophied. Um, if if someone didn't help me to my feet, I couldn't walk. You know, I couldn't get out of bed. So was um, it was was it that condition that that kind of made up your mind as you recover? You you're you're not going to be you know sedimentary anymore. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I always compared it to plugging sedentary, not sedimentary. Sorry. What did you say? Yeah. I said sedentary. Are you like a rock? Oh, oh I did. Yeah. Yeah. Sedimentary. I, I, thought, I, 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 thought, I thought I heard you say sedentary. So <laughs> it's totally lost on me. He's kind of yeah. igneous. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> but now you have this great metamorphic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. No, so basically, it's like plugging fresh batteries into a dead remote. So yeah. everything started working again. And I was like, all right, let's kick the tires. Let's see what we can do. And and so every time I, I kind of talk to my, my, my donor in, who's beating in my chest, and I say, all right, you up for this? And, you wow. know, every time we go a little bit further, a little wow. bit further. Yeah, so you just didn't want to take your situation for, for granted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, Derek, I, I met you. If I didn't say anything, nobody would have noticed it from me. But I, I would not have noticed. Go no, ahead. no, no. Uh, Derek, that was a good case. I, I met you for the first time through the Headstrong Foundation. It's crazy. Like, with, with your situation, you're, like, simultaneously uh, supporting uh, LLS, Headstrong Foundation, uh, uh, organ donorship. Um, and so I, um, I'm just fascinated and inspired by your story. And so I'm putting a team together and we're going to ride, um, that day. We're going to ride from May 22nd to May 23rd. I, you know, I hope to put together a team of 12 where we each do, uh, um, two hour shifts. Um, I'd like to maybe pick up the first shift and the last shift as well. But, um, if anybody wants to join with you, how do people register? And and this is also a fundraising thing. So we're trying to raise money as well. So how, how do people a A, register and B, uh, fundraise for you and with you? Well, absolutely thrilled that you're joining us case. But, uh, if you go to, I mean, it's an LLS fundraiser. You, you can go to LLS, but it's like Alphabet Soup with their URL. So if you go to RecycledManSpeaks.com, so it's RecycledManSpeaks.com. Okay. Uh, that's my page. 
And there's there's a pop-up when you get to that page, or there's the 156 over 24 challenge up in the menu. And if you follow those links, that'll get you to my LLS fundraising page. If you want to join, uh, if you want to ride and register, you click on the button that says join my team. Okay, and uh, you can also and, get there through PrestonandSteve.com. Oh, perfect, perfect. And if you just if you don't want to ride, you're not interested in punishing yourself that way, you can just click donate and, you know, certainly, you know, uh, that that money is good as well. Okay, excellent. Well, listen, we'll put it uh, we'll put it on everybody's calendar uh, to be aware of this, and they want to join in, they can certainly do that. And like uh, uh, Derek said, it's May twenty second, ten a.m. to May twenty third at ten a.m. And as Casey mentioned, it's all on our website. Derek, you're doing great things. Very very cool stuff. We appreciate you checking in. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. No problem, Derek Fitzgerald. Wow. That's inspiring. Yeah. Uh, the, the cancer and then the, the, the heart transplant and then, you know, getting it together. That's uh, very cool. It's okay. har- for me, it's, it's heartbreaking to know that the, the, the family of uh, the, the heart donor, they don't know that Derek has this heart. So they, right. they have no idea what their loved one is, right. has been able to accomplish through organ donorship, which is yeah. just amazing and inspiring. Yeah. All right, listen, friends, we have to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. We will have Brad Williams on around 9 o'clock and a few other things. So stay put. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I I might have another character to add to my resume. <laughs> really? Yes, quite what, possible. What is it? Well, I've come across a uh, a thicket of stories that all have to do with alcohol. Oh, right. <laughs> so I thought I could either be the boozer or the wino. The bartender. Or the mixologist. I like mixologist. Mixologist, yeah. yeah. You, want, you want me to be the mixologist? I like the mixologist. Casey, uh, yeah. do we have the Nathaniel Rateliff... Um, Son of, a bitch. Yeah. Son of a bitch! Of course. Give me a drink. Yeah. I think that might be the perfect news to lead in this. But some, yeah. sometimes we get several stories that cluster together. Do we? Uh, and uh, they kind of make a thing. The mixologist? You don't like it? What about <laughs> what about Drinkenstein? Drinkenstein. <laughs> about the barfly? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> the barfly? The barfly is pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. These are all good. All right. So this is the first I've seen this in a while, but it seems like people might be getting a little bit worn out of boozing in lockdown. Liquor sales soared last year when the pandemic began and people went into lockdown. But now those sales are finally dropping. 
They're finally coming out. Of really? That. Yes. Okay. Son of a bitch! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Kate. That was actually an accident, but. Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. According to Nielsen data, liquor sales slumped nearly 2% two weeks ago. For comparison, at the same time last year, sales were on average 55% higher than usual. So we st- we still haven't settled down to pre-COVID okay. times yet, but it has... It has leveled off, and, and it's starting to taper just a tiny bit. I will take, listen, I think what you're going to start to see is a, is that sort of shift over to, um, as restaurants and things start to open up, you'll start to see um, an, an evening, a normal drinking. <laughs> I think a lot of people were stockpile purchasing, right. and that's probably Agreed. what it was. Yeah. Agreed. But, and also drinking more. I mean, I've had numerous conversations with uh, a, a lot of different, you know, of my friends who said, I'm over it. Like I'm over sitting home and drinking. So really, not me. <laughs> no, I no. It, it's true. It's true. It's like it, you know. In the it's beginning, a wear yes, and tear you, you stockpile, and and it was like, okay, this is a reason to sit down and have a cocktail or have a glass of wine or something like that. But now everybody's sort of shifting and yep. like saying, if I'm just sitting home by myself drinking, what the hell is the point? I'm gaining weight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd rather it's empty calories. And and also, I think people get worried if they're just sitting home imbibing all the time. Yeah. Steve, you've asked a few times about things that uh, you think might stick around post pandemic. Yeah. And one that, especially in Pennsylvania, the ability to drink and carry, you know, like Uh, going to a bar and buying something and and walking around outside. I don't know if the legality on that. No way. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it's going to shift back at any point, but... it, it used to be. Do you okay, think the curbside uh, stuff? I think so too. Okay, because there's just you the think demand. It'll stick around? I think so because there's a the demand I, for it. I think the Pennsylvania liquor laws are going to elim- clamp back up again. They're going to clamp back really? up and they're not going to let. Maybe that you're happen. right. I, I, I don't, honestly, I have no idea. I, I hope they don't though. You know what? It Nick, just seems fun. They're competing with pot now too. That's <laughs> true. Do you remember at the beginning of uh, of the pandemic and and everybody started panic buying? You know, toilet paper was obviously yeah. the thing that hit. As far as, uh, uh, but but booze became. Oh, sure. I got it. Uh, oh, my God. Uh-huh. I, I, I got to stock up. Stateside vodka got me through much of 2020. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, there, there there was a, uh, we did a segment about what what's left in your house to drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the scrape in the bottom <laughs> right. barrel of your, of your <laughs> liquor. You got cabinet. five Christmases ago that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got some banana liqueur <laughs> that I'll save for last. <laughs> that was one thing that never bottomed out, though. The supply was good. And then, and then other yep. places, some places were, as we said before, like, like the, the stateside and other. Um, establishments were um, sort of retrofitting to make hand sanitizer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, boardroom did it. Boardroom, and, boardroom, uh, boardroom. Yeah, they did uh, a great job. Uh, Revivalist and, you know, all these great local distilleries. So. And Clorox started making an after-dinner uh, wine. Uh, so, yeah, they, they said since then, some bars and uh, restaurants have started uh, reopening, and people uh, just might be drinking more at those establishments, cutting down on the need to buy alcohol at home. But... Even though it's down a little bit, it's still way up from what it was pre-pandemic. In this area, and, and after all that started to, to break out and that news started to come out, the amount of, um, I don't know if you call them, so it's a microbrewery if it's beer, uh, the smaller spirits places, what what, do you, what are they referred to? Distilleries? Just distilleries, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so um, I didn't realize there were so many of those in this area yeah. with like very lauded products you yeah, know like we have some, we have some yeah like top stuff. level yeah revivalists they're they're they're, they're amazing the best gin in america yeah. according to i think it was usa today 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, we have some really good ones uh, right out of this region. So Marissa says the open, open container laws are bad for the restaurants and bars because they want the people to stay there yeah, that's and, true. and drink oh. there, whereas taking it and leaving. Yeah, but it's fun for us, you know? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm still Listen, I'm still going to stay. I just want I one to go. No, he's, he's yeah. saying that, that it, to, to convert it into actual food and everything, so I'm, I'm going in for the food. Yeah. If they would let me walk away with my hamburger, that'd be great. You can do that. Oh, that's right. I can do that. Yeah, take it out. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you a chopped beef uh, breath test. Uh, uh, this other story. Son of a bitch! From um, the bar flyer, the mixologist, or whatever you want to call me. Um, does what you order when you're having drinks say something about you? I think it does. Um, yep. And there's a yeah. new survey uh, from 2,000 people, Americans. Uh, one poll asked them about their usual drink order and found 55% said... Uh, that they believe their drink choice says a lot about what kind of person they are. So here is how this was categorized. Fruity drinks were the most popular, uh, named by 54%, although more women named them as their favorite, 44% to 31% for men. Uh, More of whom said neutral flavors were their favorite at 35%. Now, those who like fruity drinks were more likely to describe their personalities as fun. Uh, 54, I'm super fun. Uh, 54%. Like 30 drinks and I'm fun. And, uh, and also carefree at 48%. I'm carefree too. Rather, <laughs> rather Pretty than, fun and carefree. Rather than serious at 33% or driven at 36%. So you're talking like your, 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 hard, your harder core stuff like vodka and, and uh, right? That uh, the fruitier stuff uh, would, would be... Think- no, no they, it can have it in there. So, um, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so you, you right. know, like like rum drinks, uh, cocktails, a whiskey like, drink, a vodka da- drink, daiquiris, and and even you know, cosmopolitans. That's a vodka drink. There you go. Uh, but apple teenies. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Choco teeny, <laughs> Godiva chocolate. Uh, yes. Yeah, things like that. Right. Uh, but that... That's not fruity. That's more sweet and yeah. chocolatey. But nonetheless, you know, what I'm talking about daiquiris and and margaritas and and things that are chilly on, on the fruit. Um, so, uh, more than half though, 58% say they preferred light colored drinks like vodka or white wine over dark ones like bourbon or stout beer. That's preferred by just 26%. That's the the category I fall in. Okay. Yeah. That would be me too. Uh, you like the darker? Oh, oh, no, I prefer the lighter. lighter. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I like, I like the darker stuff. Did you all have to develop a taste for your drinks of choice? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Because you go through the stuff that you don't like, the stuff that makes you sick, and then you remember it for the rest of your life that it made you sick. Mm -hmm. Um, So there 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 was nothing you found that you instantly said, well, here we go. No, I remember drinking like, uh, you know, warm beer and thinking, oh, this is disgusting, but I want to do it because of the social pressure involved. And, you know, it seems like it's a fun thing to do. And the buzz, yeah. And it started there, though. Like, even with beer, for me, Steve, like, I had to acquire a a taste. Even for beer in college, like Nick said, like, it would be disgusting but then eventually i enjoyed it and okay. then you move yeah. on from there same thing with wine i didn't drink wine at first and then i learned to appreciate it and enjoy it and same thing with cocktails but the legitimately you could drink a beer and and love the taste of it oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. the other day All right. yeah. Yeah. okay i would i remember yeah, so, actually yeah. almost yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh god yeah shoot i remember i'm telling you i'm sorry to interrupt casey <laughs> when i on it's the first beer of the weekend. Yeah. So, tastes so, so good. good. <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. I mean, like, Steve, like, you know, quenching your thirst, the whole thing. It's really, really good. Yeah. But I do remember, uh, like, almost throwing up on every sip of beer okay. when, I, when you first started. My my uh, best friend, he is a beer guy, right? Yeah. And he loves, like, all, but, beer guy of everyone. Of everyone. 
But when we were in college, he didn't drink beer at all. Really? Yeah, and you won't find, like, a light beer in his hand. Like, he is uh, one of those, he, he'll only drink an IPA or a stout okay. or a porter or whatever. Right. But, like, dude, when we would go to parties, he would have, like, a bottle of amaretto and sour mix, and he'd be pouring mm-hmm. his own, like, amaretto sours. Because he liked drinking, <laughs> and he liked a, getting which drunk. Is a, a real sweet. Oh, is it? Yeah, drink. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a it's considered a, like a starter drink, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a, I jump when, in and... Like I'll dab, but you know, the, the, the occasionally I've had, uh, like a, I, I literally had a wine that my my uh, former neighbor Brian sold that was basically it was it was Welch's grape juice is what like it was. Candy. Oh, it was yeah, it yeah. Moscato? Uh, no, it was called <laughs> Queen Bee. Yeah. I mean, it was literally. Hey, um, you might actually like Manischewitz. It's like that. Yeah, it's like grape right? juice. Yep. I'm curious the like the White Claw the you know that that uh, seltzer uh, from Liar Liar. <laughs> no, oh. the, the thing that's going on right now. What does that taste like? Does it because I don't I don't drink a white and, claw and, and and the white claw the the seltzer drinks it started well after I I stopped drinking white claw tastes like hairspray. Um, yeah, I've only had a couple. I don't I don't care for the so the seltzer drinks. I found a so the the ones that are made with like the malt liquor like a, a white claw. I personally don't really like them, but there are seltzer drinks. High noon is what I love, and they that's just a vodka and a seltzer mixed together. Okay. It's not the, not the malt liquor. So for me, that's a better tasting canned drink. Well, oh. sorry. So compare it to I drink LaCroix, you know? Uh, so what does it taste like in comparison to an actual just a seltzer drink? Mm. And I drink I drink flavored seltzer all the time. That's right. just kind of my, I mean, the non-alcoholic. That's, that's my everyday drink. But I've only had a couple of the hard seltzers. And... I, I would compare it to that. It's not case. They're not overly sweet, again, which is right, why I right. like them. Um, so I would compare it to like a flavored seltzer. Okay. But it's got a little bite to it. You can taste the alcohol on yeah, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like but I think bit. just for my own personal taste, if I'm going to have something like that, Casey, I'm going to make it on my own. You know, and I get the convenience of buying right. a six pack of these or whatever. But like if that's what I'm in the mood for, like a gin and tonic or something, a vodka soda or whatever. I'm gonna get a soda. These and a vodka. have less. I think these right. have less alcohol, though, Nick. Like, so if you were to make your own, you would probably put there'd be the, right. the alcohol content would be a little bit higher. Yeah. All right. So going back to how people uh, categorize themselves, but depending on what they order, uh, those who preferred light colored drinks, like I was saying, like vodka or wine, um, are most likely to describe themselves as introverted at 61% and relaxed at 60%, while dark alcohol drinkers are more likely to say they are logical at 46%. Really? This is what they're calling themselves. Oh, uh, yeah, well, of course. They, and yeah. driven. And have huge penises. At 40%. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't describe me at all. Uh, half of all drinkers said that they felt embarrassed to order their drink of choice in public, as did 49% of beer drinkers. Really? Wait, they were embarrassed? Yeah. Why? I guess maybe if they, if they like a fruity tootie drink, it, you know... Well, yeah. You know, I, it depends on the environment. Listen, I love margaritas and pina coladas and, and stuff like that, um, but I won't just, I won't order it if I'm at a party or something oh, like really? that. You know what I mean? Well, now it's usually the location. If it's sunny, it's like, warm, I'll, I'll dive into I that. I feel like margaritas for anyone are okay. Yeah. Well, well maybe not like a daiquiri. I would see, I would view as a little bit different. Uh, so, so, like when you were younger, you're like when I when I want to look cool. I'll use a juice box, but I won't use the straw. Oh, badass. <laughs> hey, you like know what? I had, so my friend's son is a is a mixologist. I mean, he's like beyond a bartender. Like, he creates these outrageous, awesome cocktails. I asked him, because we were doing the Zoom session where he was teaching us drinks. I said, what do you, as a mixologist, when you go to a bar and you want to try out how good the bartender is, right. what is, what is it you order? He says a daiquiri every time. And he oh, said, really? and most of the time, the bartender will say, do you work in the business? 
because they've they ordered know? a daiquiri, daiquiri, just like a straight ahead. So oh. they would know uh, that as a test. Left, nothing on the menu as, as that's like yeah, got yeah. this outrageous, goofy, fun. Interesting. Name. Just like a straight up daiquiri, and he's like, and then I can tell if they're a good bartender. Hmm. I didn't, I never didn't think of that as a bartender's drink. Yeah, but he said it kind of is. And it, so you would know that you, if your bartender's if yeah, that please. happens to be the case. I would. I'd like to know two one five two six three WMMR. I went to a bar once. Uh, it was down in Florida, and they had a, like a tiny little menu. Like there was just a few things on it. Um, but what I learned was most people who go in just sit down and say, um, "I like tequila," or "I like vodka," or gin, or whatever. It I is. like the Tin Man. And then they just whip up <laughs> like they'll whip you up a drink. Like you can awesome. say, "Yeah." A little bit sweeter or, you know, like a floral taste or like whatever. Is that and the equivalent, Kathy, of sitting like at a chef's table at a restaurant? I, I think yeah. so. I mean, it was awesome. It was really cool. And he huh. made some really good drinks. I still never have been to, is it Hop Sing uh, Laundromat, uh, Marissa? Yeah. She's recommended that they have the greatest cocktails ever. And okay. someday I'm going to have to get there huh. if they let you in. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. They you got to know somebody. They might not let who you in. Who knows somebody uh-huh. who knows somebody. Mm-hmm. All right. So, somebody like you. Anyhow, uh, there's another story. <laughs> By the way, somebody uh, suggested I like this name, the barkeep. The barkeep, yeah, That's a solid name. Yeah, um, Miller Lite is hoping that you want your home to smell like a bar. Uh, the Molson Coors <laughs> subsidiary is, is subsidiary is selling three signature candles to celebrate the reopening of bars and restaurants across the U.S. and Canada. And the candles come in three cents. You have Dive Bar, <laughs> Beer Garden, and Game Day. Oh. I like that. I would get Dive Bar. I'd get Beer Garden. Would you? Yeah, I went to a beer garden over the weekend. Longwood Gardens has one. It was delightful. Was it delightful? It sure was. Sitting uh, outside having a beer, smelling some roses. It's great. Uh, they sell for $20 each online. Half man, half lady. Uh, mostly lady. <laughs> all proceeds from the candle sales will benefit the United States Bartenders Guild. Uh, which is a nonprofit supporting bartenders and service industry employees. So if you want it to, you want your place to smell like a bar, and obviously it's you know it's a gimmick thing. Uh, I'm, I am curious as to what they would have those scents recreate. Would you like that smell in your home? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to. No. I'd have no. to take a sample. <laughs> Kathy out. wouldn't. I'm out. Any scented uh, <laughs> candle is going to kill it for. Her. All right, I'm going to go to some bartenders. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. What's going on, guys? Yo, How are bud. You? Good man. Yeah, All right. Well, so yeah, my uh, my friend uh, is a mixologist. Would order a daiquiri to test the bartender skills or to see you know what kind of place he's in. Would you, would you agree with that? A daiquiri? I wholly agree with that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's a three ingredient drink. So it's one of those drinks that the fewer the ingredients, the easier it is to mess it up. Right. You oh. know, when you have something that has five or six or seven ingredients in it, right, you can mess something up a little bit, but huh. yeah, it's more, it's more like cooking versus baking. Right. Yeah. So now you got like only like a couple ingredients and you mess one of those up by like a quarter ounce or even like an eighth of an ounce. It's, well. Yeah. You know what? He was okay. very specific in his measurements when we were uh, yeah. making these drinks. He's like, okay, it's, you know, it's a quarter ounce of simple syrup. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Half ounce yep. of lime. So that's Three the test. quarters of an ounce of, of grapefruit juice. I'm talking about a Paloma, which has become my favorite drink. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and an ounce and a half of tequila and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And so very, very specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to work at Bluebird. Um, I brought in the bottles for you oh, yeah. a while back when I worked. Out in Phoenixville. You know me, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nick, Mike. Nick lives in the town now. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I used to, but yeah, but it, that's a cool um, distillery. Yep. 
All right. All right, yeah. nice. Thanks, Mike. Right, Appreciate it, bud. You got it, guys. That's the barkeep. Good. Let me go to a couple other quick calls here. I have uh, Kim, bartended in Philly. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Hi, Kim. What's up? No, oh, Kim, she just called to say please. hi. <laughs> oh, you're back, Kim. We were losing you. What What did you want to share with us, Kim? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, so I bartended in Philly for a while. Bar- I bartended for 15 years. Um, and a whole bartender handshake for, for Philly bartenders that I know is Fernet Branca. It's like an Italian aperitif. Okay. Digestive. Um, and anywhere I would go, if I ordered, ordered a Fernet, they'd be like, uh, you're in the biz, right? Uh, um, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, the daiquiri definitely too, because no, but like there's so many bartenders out there that are just bartenders. And when they hear daiquiri, they think, uh, strawberry daiquiri frozen and sweet, but that's not what a daiquiri oh, okay. is. So no, it's That's lime. exactly what I was thinking when... When you said no, you sat down and ordered it's not that. not frozen and okay, done in, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the blender. In the mixer, yeah. It's usually a, a lime daiquiri uh, over ice, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So what? So what is so like? If I've gone to a resort, like one time I ordered just a just a virgin daiquiri, and I obviously you know I'm a pussy here on this stuff, but but it it, <laughs> it it had like it had like a like a light milkshake consistency to it. Yeah, that's frozen. Okay, so, so they just said it's, it's lime lime mix probably and and ice. Okay, you can make it at home. You it just tasted, get the Minute Maid stuff and and mix it up. And tasted great. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah, it's super duper sweet yeah. and fruity and everything. So everything uh, I am. Thank you, by the way, Kim. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, we'll see ya. Uh, let me go to. Uh, we'll go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey guys, Preston and Steve. How are you? Wonderful, wow. Chris. So uh, yeah, can you weigh in on this? You're a bartender. So I'm not a bartender. Actually, this is Chris from Fathead. Remember us? Ah, yeah, the band. Yeah, 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 the old band. So I've I've really gotten into um, mixing drinks over coronavirus with a good buddy, and we've gotten into like you know he's super into these crazy books. There's one out there called Death and Co, which is a bar in uh, the East Village in New York. And every night when the crew's getting ready to start up for the night, they call it GDT. Gangster daiquiri time. GDT. <laughs> gangster daiquiri oh, time. That's hilarious. They make around and all make their own little twist on the daiquiri, which is really like three ounces, two, three ounces of rum, half an ounce to an ounce of lime juice, and like a half an ounce of simple syrup. Yeah. Shake it up, double strained in a coop <laughs> with a little lime wedge for a garnish. Nice. It's the most basic drink. It's like the equivalent of a margarita with tequila. It's the most basic ingredients. And to your point, most places you go, they don't even have good gin up on the rack. And, um, you know, they, they would not they would think that a daiquiri is a frozen daiquiri. Okay. All right. Nice, Chris. Appreciate it, brother. Hope well, you're doing well. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. What was the drink that Stanley Tucci had a video that he was mixing? Was yeah. that a daiquiri? What was I, that? No. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I wasn't familiar with it, but apparently it was uh, people love it, and he had given out the recipe. My uh, friend, Zach Chapman is his name, who's, who's, like I said, a mixologist. He had, he had taught, and I told you, the um, uh, Paloma, which I had never had before, has now become my my cocktail. I love it. And it's made, like I said, with uh, with rum, and I think, he, or I'm, I'm sorry, with tequila. I think you can make it with gin, too. Um, I know I'm going to wrap up here, Kesa. Grapefruit, lime, uh, jalapeno, nice. and cucumber, and a little bit of simple syrup. And then he taught us this technique, which is you, you have all the ingredients in your shaker. You put one ice cube in it, 
and they call it rocking the baby to sleep. Huh. <laughs> so you shake it until you until the, you can't hear the ice anymore. Oh, that's great. It disappears. Yeah. And it's cooled it off just enough, and then you pour it over ice. And I'm like, I love that term, rocking the baby to sleep. So you give this to it like a fussy child? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, and it'll shut him up immediately. I'm so fussy. All right. We, this is all I have time. The barkeep bar's closed. Last call. Um, But we have to break. I see the Brad Williams. Can we come back with him? All right. Thanks, Brad. Hang on the line if you don't mind. Sorry we're running really late, but we were talking about booze. What do you expect? Uh, we shall return with the one and only Brad Williams, who's going to be here on Comedy Club next week. Stay with us. We'll be right back. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. Our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club next week, and we're talking to him this, or next week, I should say. We're talking to him this week because uh, we got some days off next week. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll talk to this guy anytime we he love wants him. to come on. He's one of the best. Please welcome Mr. Brad Williams Yay! to the show this morning. Good day, Brad. Hey, guys. I'm so glad that after taking a year off for a pandemic, you guys can have some more vacation. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> we haven't gone anywhere, man. Yeah, we've gone nowhere. Hey, real quick, Brad, before we dive into things, Casey had texted you uh, to let you know we were going on. You had texted back to him a thumbs up, a fist, and a mushroom. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was trying to be funny. Maybe, uh, you know what? I think I texted the mushroom just to let them know that, yes, uh, dwarves actually do live in mushrooms. Uh, you do? That is, that is our that that is our home. It, 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 it's how you know where we live. It's okay. Like, oh, I'm... I'm supposed to go to Brad's house. Which one is it? Oh, it's the mushroom with the door in it. That's See, why. <laughs> I, I bet there's a whole bunch that that would it just, just seems non PC to to uh, to think about. But I would like to think that there's a substantial population like the Keebler elves living in trees. But but you know, <laughs> you can't say that, Brad. You know that better than anyone. You you often rail against uh, the you know PC assumptions in your act, and it's uh, uh you know. But that, all that stuff is, is great. You know, I have to tell you something. I watched a video. Of you and uh, your lovely wife being interviewed, she's awesome. She's really good on mic. Um, you know, yeah. That, yeah, she's really good. Yeah, um, it, it, it kind of scares me because maybe people will discover that they like hearing from her more. And then, <laughs> what do I do with my life? You know what I mean? Like all all my seventeen years built up as a stand up comedian will just be thrown away, and then and then I and then I become the house husband. Which don't get me wrong, I've pretty I've pretty much been the past year. Uh, with uh, with uh, the lockdown, so I think I can do it. I, but no, she she's fantastic. But she's also a, a, a martial artist. She's a fourth dawn black belt. So I know. I have to say, I have to say, she's fantastic because if I don't, <laughs> that doesn't go well for me. Well, you know, from what you had told us before, and you told us about like, she's like she's interceded on your behalf when you were performing at a, at a you know a venue here and there, and actually like bounced for you basically. Uh, but you know, so, so I, I sort of expected this, you know, uh, uh, you know, very sort of threatening. But she's super cool. Uh, would you guys ever have you? Would you ever do any any projects together? Or is that something that uh, you, you no. want? No, not going to happen. No, no. She she she's very private. She's not even on social media. Really? So it's like, yeah. So uh, she, I've chosen this life. She she did not. She did that one interview because it was a friend of ours. And uh, that's about it. Uh, yeah, so, you guys, you, you'll yeah. swing together, but you won't work together, right? 
<laughs> yeah, you got to have a boundary. You remember our past interview. Uh, <laughs> yes, something like that, yes. Although okay. now it's like that. that's gotten uh, – that particular aspect of our lives has been put on the back burner and don't know when the heck that's going to come up again because uh, – because not because now we're parents and we have to be great examples for for our, for our loving doting dog. Well, as the swingers, isn't a great example of making sure that you keep that from your your because your 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 and your 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 child is beautiful and everything. That's it's, that's wonderful. But uh, let me ask you: is it is it does it become a, a, a ultra frustrating, or are you pacing yourself, or how are you compensating? Because you you both have prodigious appetites, we would assume. How how do you sure. how do you handle that? Well, it's uh, it's very easy to to not be so much in the mood when you're covered in another human's feces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people, that's a turn on, though. <laughs> you know what? There's a whole subcategory. Like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I Google on Pornhub. What are you right. guys talking about? Right, that's right. That, that's what I gotta watch. But no, uh, it, 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 it's been interesting. You know, uh, having a new uh, kid. Uh, our my daughter just turned one wow and uh so during the whole lockdown that's 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 what we were doing and and because it was a pandemic we didn't have a lot of help we didn't have a lot of people coming into the house no no one you know because we didn't want to get anyone sick which was really difficult but at the same time kind of nice because no one came in and like had their thoughts of like oh so you're having so you have a child or you're having a baby this is what you need to do because that starts as you guys know from the very beginning, as soon as you announce that you're having a kid, people go, okay, when's the gender reveal party? Effing never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate those things. Oh, you don't want to start uh, a, a statewide fire <laughs> by having a gender reveal party or anything like that? No. Yeah. No, don't, don't want to do anything like that. And Also, how narcissistic do you have to be to think anyone gives a hoot if your baby has a penis or not? <laughs> right. right? Yep. Nobody cares. And besides, it's 2021, so even if they're born with a penis, you don't know if they're going to have it their entire lives <laughs> That's anymore. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. You know what? Uh, even if you don't want to seem like you're, you're, you're um that's a good way out of that. You know, you yeah. can say, I, yeah. I don't know. Isn't that presumptuous? That's up for them yes, to decide. Yes, knock it off. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see yourself, though, over the, over the course of time, Brad, you guys becoming the kind of people who are doing the elf on the shelf and the leprechaun on the shelf and doing all these. We were talking about this yesterday where parents just become so wrapped up in the minutia and the celebrations that it, that it really gets away from them. Well, thank God that I'm a dwarf and my daughter's a dwarf as well. So there will be no elves. On the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even think about that. Yes, that's right. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. The only elf, the only elf on the shelf is when my wife gets mad at me, uh, puts me up on a counter and leaves. For a timeout. She puts you in timeout. That's funny. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So there is no no help on a shelf. There will be no leprechauns in our house. None of that. I mean, like pretty much uh, Disney's the Snow White in the Seven Dwarves. We still have to have a conversation about that one. Uh, (laughs) No, it's. Hey. Yeah, so we're 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 not, we're not going to get wrapped up in like you say the minutia of parenting. Like uh, I I've enjoyed just this time where it's just been uh, me, my daughter, my wife, and we've just been bonding as a family. It's really been great. So I I I don't want to do all that crap. Right. I just I just want I just want to be a good parent. That's that all. that year that one year mark where she is 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 a pretty magical time because things start to happen. You know, words are forming. 
Um, they start yeah. they start walking. Has she has she taken steps yet? Uh, she is not because uh, as a little person, she's got a head the size of a bowling ball, and uh, that's <laughs> so she'll start walking eventually. But uh, she had she 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 has started talking. Uh, she's adorable. Though. I mean, you know, we just so we a picture of her. I've seen a few pictures. Uh, you know, she's she's adorable. So so what? Um, how how long before will how long before she will be walking? Do you think? Oh, just uh, should be literally a couple of months. Now. Okay, uh, all right. On on average, dwarves uh, who have our type of dwarfism, she has the same type as mine. Uh, she they they walk a a little later. Which uh, you know what? It's fine. We get uh, we get a few more months of her on the ground. And totally. Being yeah. able to keep uh, being able to keep track of her, but everything else is advancing normally. Oh. Like I said, uh, she she started talking. Her first words with uh, data, so I won that. Ah, yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said it while looking at me too, so it wasn't like she was looking at Elmo and said, Dad, like that. Is, "Is that is that crushing for Mama, or how, how does that work out?" See, she tries to say Mama, but her M's come out like uh, B's, so she calls my wife Bob. <laughs> That's great, Bob. It, it makes me laugh every time we go and we go and get her in the morning, and then she just wakes up and goes, "Dada, Bob." And it makes me laugh. Uh. I've, started, I've started telling all my friends, "Yes, I'm I'm raising my daughter with my partner Bob." Yeah, you should start calling her Robert from time to time. <laughs> Be more formal. Hey, uh, Brad, we were actually talking about you last week because it was St. Patty's Day, and I believe Marissa had uh, relayed a story about how. When uh, whenever St. Patty's Day comes around, you basically go into hiding. Do you do you um you know do you sh- uh, shore up your house like purge style? Dude, <laughs> it, for every dwarf, St. Patrick's Day <laughs> is the dwarf version of the purge. Okay, <laughs> we don't we don't go anywhere. We don't go out. If you guys want to go out and have the green beer, awesome. Uh, I don't because if I go to the bars, people just stare at me. And go. He knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not go out. It, yeah, it's like St. Patrick's Day and the Christmas shopping season. Uh, it's the worst. That th- those are the worst times to be a dwarf. So I'm thank God for Amazon. I, and I would imagine, yeah, on St. Patrick's Day it might be worse because you get somebody who's really hammered and then they see you and they go, "Oh my God!" And just start, yeah. you know, yeah. doing I that mean, routine. Don't get me wrong. I have been to bars on St. Patrick's Day where people just start randomly tipping me. Right. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, is that that's got to be a perk. <laughs> that happens, <laughs> and I pretty much don't ever have to buy a beer on St. Patrick's Day because everyone thinks like, well, if I buy the leprechaun a drink, it, it's, it's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no that that was a holiday where it's like the the pandemic. I was honored and welcoming the pandemic during St. Patrick's Day. It's like, cool, now I have a double excuse to, to, yeah. to stay home. Yeah, it's, it's like a black yeah. cat on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now it, I stay home and I'm a hero. It could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Brad, Brad, we've been doing this show for 23 years, and we've had a lot of great moments in this studio. And one of my favorites, uh, we, we took a video of you slam dunking on a little tyke's net. I texted that to you. I wasn't sure if you owned that footage or not, but it's it's slow-mo, and it's I felt great. like we, we have it up on our, our Twitter page now, but I felt like it's something you should probably own yourself. I don't know if, if you recall that amazing feat. Yeah, no, I do, 
And here and here's what we should do, guys, <laughs> is uh, we should get in on the NFT craze and uh we should make that like an nba top shot yeah we should, we should label it like one to a hundred and, yeah. and then like resell them for two million dollars or whatever the hell these things are going for well dude you are i mean your your form is really well, it's it's, my, it's, it's the michael way. jordan yeah. It's, yeah. it's the michael jordan splits yeah. in the air it's badass yeah well uh, i see that see that's my logo and it it, it it's funny because uh, everyone's like, "Oh man, you know, be, being a little person, it's got it's got to suck." Yeah, sure, some parts aren't that great, but at the same time, my Jordans cost like forty-two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you got a beautiful wife, beautiful do- uh, uh, daughter. You got you got uh, um, you know all of this going on. So yes, there's a, there's a whole bunch of plus that goes with it, and, and you you're you are physically very adroit and capable so uh, are you the kind of person do you do you work out in in in, in your downtime or how do you stay in shape dude uh i got uh i got a daughter that i have to carry up and down the stairs yeah so, i guess that's enough uh, yeah i would say that um that's going to be a new trend you're going to see in crossfit gyms across the country just people <laughs> lugging okay. children dwarf babies yeah the people just lifting asian dwarf babies they gotta be asian dwarf babies okay asian dwarf hey, babies. The, the right sort of balance yeah it's got it's got to be really specific and uh yeah you just lug them up and down the stairs and wow you got legs for days after that my friend hey uh brad we know uh checking your twitter account just see what you've been up to lately that uh that you were geeked out as much as we were as on uh wandavision um, yeah. yeah. And there's just been, there's been some great TV to at least fill the time with, uh, especially now, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldiers getting fired up and the Snyder cut yeah. and all that stuff. You've been diving into all this, all, all this, man, all yeah. this, I absolutely love it. And it's been a blast. I love the fact, uh, I just watched, uh, Nate Bargatze's new special. Yeah. We just had him on Netflix. It was great. It was a great special. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's nice. It's nice that now, like, like now that some of us couch potatoes can actually watch really good quality stuff and I'm digging it, man. And now, uh, and now I heard like the NFL is going to ESPN plus. Am I hearing that correctly? Is that the the story? Yeah. The, the, the NFL Sunday ticket. So I'm, Oh, Oh, okay. Well then that's cool. I'm, I'm because that was only a direct TV thing. So now it's an ESPN yeah. Plus thing? <gasps> I think. I think. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm sure some of your listeners will okay. correct me on Twitter. Well, I'm happy. Interesting. I'm able to get some English Premier League soccer games on ESPN Plus, so sometimes it's tough to find those games. But uh, all right. Well, oh, I'm... that's right. You're a soccer guy. I forgot. <laughs> None of us are good enough for you. No, I am a football <laughs> guy. No, he, ble- he, ble- he no, bleeds green. He's a trying it out. Eagles, yeah. Try- so well, here's the deal. I-, I started, I watched Ted Lasso on uh, Apple Plus. Great show. And I love the show yeah. so much. I'm like, okay, I need to start following Premier League soccer. So that's that's what wow. happened. Wow. That got- so some of the highest paid, most athletic people in the world couldn't get you to watch soccer, but... Uh, Jason Sudeikis doing a funny dance. Now you're in. <laughs> no doubt. Yep. No doubt. So wow, I, did, did that's you... the power. That is the power of Jason Sudeikis. Everyone wondered, how did Jason Sudeikis get all these beautiful women and marry Olivia Wilde and all that jazz? How did he, how did he pull that off? He made people watch 
soccer. That's how charming this guy is. <laughs> so my friend Helen is from Manchester, so that also helped uh, uh, inform my decision to be a Man U fan. Oh, okay. No, no, it, it's good. Because <laughs> when you jump into soccer, being a Man U fan, that's like someone that started being a football fan yesterday was like, oh, I'm going to go with whatever team Tom Brady's on. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Patriots, Yankees. All that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no. You it's know, totally fine. we have we have locally, we have Rob McElhaney from uh, uh, It's Always Sunny uh, and uh, Mythic Quest. They, he just purchased a, um, uh, a soccer team uh, with Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, so yeah. they're Wrexham. They're a, a few tiers down as far as the league is concerned. I don't even know if they're in the Champions League or not. But either way, oh, they own guys, a f- Yeah. You guys just, uh, all right, I'm going to bring this up because you guys brought up Rob, okay? All right. Yeah. Uh, have your listeners put a photo of me and Rob side by side, and I swear, Rob looks like me if I got the Mario Magic Mushroom and grit. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is my tall yeah. doppelganger. I see put it. Some fo- <laughs> put some photos side side by side. Oh and go, yeah, I've done it. Uh, there's there's a few photos in my twi- in my Twitter feed, and yeah. He is my tall doppelganger. So if ever I ever wanted to know what I would look like if, you know, I didn't have the dwarfism, it's Rob. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. After the pandemic, I'm closer to uh, Rob the season on Always Sunny where he gained, like, right pounds for fun. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm closer to that guy. But, yeah, he is my tall He is my tall doppelganger all right well i actually have a better doppelganger for you it's actually my cousin uh it, it it's less famous. famous uh less famous so you know people don't know uh brian but i'm, I'm actually going to text you his picture just so you can see it but like i you guys could be uh twins it's it's bizarre no, that's great radio for <laughs> right. audience. Right. fantastic radio where you just say hey my cousin or the guy that bags my groceries, you guys all know who that is. <laughs> Give the audience a real good visual reference. Sure. They, they, they totally know what's happening. No, yeah, this... great, great job. I can see why you guys have been on the air for 20 <laughs> Yeah. Well, whatever we're doing, it's working. And, and we, we figured the best way to do that is to deprive people of visuals. And that seems to work really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, you guys uh, just awesome. Let's just, uh, you know. <laughs> Go past this part? <laughs> well, no. I oh, mean, okay. you told us to pull up a picture, Brad. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but everybody it, knows but... what Rob looks like. Oh, everybody does? Okay. Every single person? All right. We're going right. to nitpick this. Right. Why, wow. Not? Wow. Why not? <laughs> um... <laughs> what? What? Why did Preston and Steve eventually break up? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Is that freaking Brad Williams? Yeah. You know, the guy who's all jacked up from baby pressing. Yeah. Uh, By the way, your yeah. show next Saturday, is all, uh, the 715 show is already sold out. Dude. Yep. Excellent. Yep. People love yeah. Brad Williams in this town, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Philly is a great town. It, 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 it's always been good to me. Um, we actually have a local boy. Uh, uh, he is featuring for me. He's a comedian named Pat House. We know Pat really, really well. Good friends. Great with friend of the show. Yep. He's great. Yeah. From Philly. Great guy. So yeah, and these shows are selling out because Helium does it right. They ha- they have it at a much less capacity, so we can space the tables out. Love it. And uh, and uh, ke- and uh, keep everybody safe. Awesome. And you know, and so it's a good time to start getting back out there. And heck, I know a lot of people have become vaccinated over the past month. So yep. that's another reason that some people can get out there. Yep. I got my first shot 
two weeks ago. Nice. Uh, I I can tell you right now, uh, no side effects for me. I was kind of worried that one of the side effects would be, you know, cure dwarfism, and now i got to write a whole new hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God knows that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, my wife would leave me because she's got a fetish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be bad. I didn't consider those side effects. You can't have to add up. Wow. COVID or no, you got to keep the act intact. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brad's got several shows. So next uh, Thursday, there's a show at 8 o'clock, Friday, 715 and 930, like Casey said on Saturday. Just one show that tickets are available for now. And that's the 930 show, the later show. So uh, you can get those tickets at Helium comedy.com uh wish we were in town while you're in next week but we wouldn't be able to have you by anyway since nobody's allowed to come into the studio uh but nonetheless uh with very soon next time around we'll 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 get you back in the studio and guys i just want to say uh all all jokes aside i love coming on your show you guys are always fun and your fans are great i get tons of people coming to me after the shows that says, hey, we're we're here because we heard you on Press and Steve. Awesome. And I love that about your fans. They're very dedicated. There's a lot of radio shows I go on where I'm just speaking into the ether. I'm speaking <laughs> to I'm speaking to soccer moms that are like, Why is the dwarf talking? I want more Taylor Swift. So <laughs> I, I love you guys. Thanks, I man. love your fans and can't wait to come to Philly. Thanks. We love we you. Appreciate that. Brad, Brad Williams, guys. Take care, man. Safe travels. Uh, he's the best. He's a good dude. He's freaking hilarious. So uh, awesome to have him on this morning. And again, quite a uh, slam dunk. Uh, yes. We the, got that video the, up. The, the little tykes oh, thing. My God, he was yeah. like, yeah, let me take a shot of this. I was like, okay, whatever. But he does this full on <laughs> Michael Jordan flying in the air, legs spread apart. <laughs> Boom! Nails it, and then he comes down and flexes right in front of the camera. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's it's awesome. And he breaks the rim on it too. It's a badass. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Some bizarre file stories yet to be shared with you, and a few other things. So don't go away. We will be right back. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. All right, here we go with the Bizarre Five. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. And the B-File this morning is brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. You can start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. And it's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world. Freshly ground just seconds before serving. Chaos unfolded at a park last week after a driver was accused of slamming her car into a woman and a child. Oh. Wait to hear the excuse, though. So the driver took down a portion of a gate before driving into a playground and hitting a grandmother and her three-year-old grandson. Uh, the grandmother, uh, Chonda McLeod, uh, saw a group arguing at uh, Pompano Beach Community Park. She said they were on the other side and it was a fight, so we started to get all the kids get them out of the park because... We saw the situation was getting worse and worse. Uh, Fedeline St. Felix was behind the wheel of the vehicle that hit McLeod. She said that she went to the park to settle an argument with another woman, and she got emotional. And then she said, I wasn't attempting to run her over, but then I see someone put her out of the way. Instead, McLeod said Felix came barreling towards her and her grandson, knocking down the gate in the process and driving into the park where kids were playing. She said, I was just running with my grandbaby, McLeod said. 
had uh, had I not picked him up, uh, she would have run completely over him. Jeez. And he would have been under the car. As I'm picking him up, she's just hitting us both, and we went flying over the car, and finally we hit the ground. St. Felix said she simply lost control of the car. She said, I was trying to find the brakes, but I couldn't find the brakes. I didn't mean to hit them. It was an accident, and I hope they are okay. They think maybe she was trying to run the other people over uh-huh. who she was having a fight with. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. St. Felix's rest and appeared in bond court over the weekend. And uh, they, she is not allowed to have any contact with the victims here on out. Wow, that's a deranged individual there. Yeah. Uh, the We were talking about soccer a moment ago with Brad Williams. The Belize national soccer team was briefly held up by an armed gang while in Haiti on Monday for their scheduled 2022 World Cup qualifiers. The incident happened on the way to the team hotel from the airport ahead of Thursday's match. Uh, and a, the Football Federation of Belize said in a statement, despite the four-man police escort, the team bus was stopped by an uproar of insurgents with assault rifles on motorcycles. How many of them? They said, we are, I don't know, we are pleased to report that our Jaguars, although shaken by their terrible experience, are safely at their hotel. The police escort with the team also apparently helped negotiate the release so that the players and staff could reach a hotel safely. They had to bargain a release for them. That's no way to live. Uh, the team is working with FIFA to try and get everyone to into a safer location for these matches. So, yeah, Steve, it looks like there's at least a dozen of them in this photo. Yeah, not good. Looking at. A state lawmaker's popcorn machine, which violated the building policy, was removed from the North Dakota Capitol after it triggered multiple fire alarms and caused legislators to evacuate. But popcorn is so good. I know. State Representative Mary Johnson, who owned the machine, had attempted to make a third batch of popcorn on Monday afternoon when the alarms were triggered for the second time that day, sending firefighters to the building. Johnson said that she was unaware of a building policy that bans toasters, popcorn machines, that bans toasters, popcorn machines, frying pans, uh, plate warmers, and other food appliances from being used in areas outside of the Capitol Cafe. According to the rule, which was created by the Office of Management and Budget, Facility Management has the right to request for the appliances to be removed. They are in violation of this policy, and it set off a few fire alarms. I think we should have an old-timey theater popcorn popper in our green room. I wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, An Indiana man was arrested Saturday after he was found passed out in his vehicle while three children were in his hotel room with a loaded rifle. Michael Shackley. Was Second episode of Growing Pains. Passed out in his driver's seat of the vehicle at the roadway inn when deputies approached him uh, just before midnight. Deputy said Shackley was slurring his speech and smelled like alcohol when he told them he couldn't remember his hotel room number. Well, his room was about 25 feet away from where oh. he parked his car. He yeah, can't remember the number. <laughs> Investigators then noticed an AR-15 style rifle laying on an army duffel bag that was clearly visible through the window of the hotel Jeez. room. Hotel staff said a man and a woman were arguing and were yelling about the rifle in the room. The woman told deputies she received a text message saying Shackley was drunk again and that the children needed to be picked up. Deputies did not specify Shackley's relationship to the children. Investigators uh, discovered the rifle had a loaded magazine in it. Oh, man. The children were safely picked up and taken out of the situation. Shackley was arrested and taken to Land O'Lakes Jail. He's facing felony charge of child neglect. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in North Carolina, deputies said a worker at the Conservators Center was bitten by two wolves on Saturday. Two wolves? Yeah. Authorities said deputies responded to the center on Saturday after two juvenile wolves bit a worker in both arms and a leg 
while being socialized. Uh, the worker was taken okay. to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. So it's one of these facilities where they, they raise the walls and allow them to roam free, I assume? or I, I don't within... know if they roam free, but yeah, yeah. maybe. So a statement from Like these, the mice we let go. Uh, center said one of the center's professionally trained full-time animal keepers was performing routine activities with two of the center's juvenile wolves. Within the wolves' secure enclosure and separated from the public tour during these activities, juvenile wolves bit the keeper. 911 was called. 911 was called. The keeper was transported for medical care due to the employee privacy laws. The center cannot release any information at this time. What so, happened to the wolves? Are they saying? Uh, they didn't. I, okay. I think they're. I don't think they did anything to them, from what I understand. Yeah, probably a good talking to. All right, one last story, and this one's pretty wild. A measure before the state legislature this session would allow Mainers. To choose a death ritual that stretches back to ancient times but has largely vanished from modern-day America, and that is outdoor cremations. If adopted, it would let people in the pine tree state choose to go out like a Jedi or a Viking king in a blaze of glory in the open air. Anybody who's watched Game of Thrones or The Phantom Menace has seen at least a fictional funeral pyre with bodies cremated on a bed of timber in a sometimes elaborate ceremony. You could make popcorn over that. They said it's a way of sending off the dead that's still widely practiced in some parts of the world, but there are only two sites in the United States where it is legal. Both really? of Just two, huh? Both of those are in Colorado, and only one of them is public. Would it be considered inappropriate to make s'mores over that fire? Maybe. Yeah. Depending on the death, you know, the deceased, right. they may have enjoyed that. Uh, it's limited to no more than a dozen funerals annually. A bill before the state legislature would allow a nonprofit that possessed at least 20 acres to carry out open-air cremations one at a time and to scatter the ashes on the property. I would assume that the body would have to be prepped. You wouldn't just lay the body down, right? I mean, you don't... I don't know. Would you wrap it up like an easy bake bag or something? Uh... The ones that I've seen before, yeah, they they wrap them in a shroud, right? And then yeah, they, and then they light it on fire. A nonprofit. I think you want to see the your loved one going up in flames. A cemetery group called Good Ground Great Beyond, formed in 2018, is trying to get permission to have outdoor funeral pyres on a 63-acre forested <sighs> parcel that it has owned for the past couple of years. What if that takes off? Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, we have a two o'clock on Thursday open. I mean, the great one would be the the, the water Viking funeral. Oh, you shoot the flaming arrows? You shoot the flaming arrow the into the boat. That's pretty awesome. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let us break. When we return, we shall see if you've been paying attention because we have a lesson question, and then we have the trash, and then we have the music news, and then we're going to have milk and cookies right yes. now. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Here's that ooba-gooba feeling. Ooba-gooba. Ooba-gooba. William Shatner. Ooba-gooba. <laughs> yeah, should get him isolated saying that. I know. I agree. We should. Uh, that's what they call the Uber Google, man. <laughs> uh, it's 13 minutes after 10 o'clock, and this is a Thursday morning that we have in 70 degrees. It's going to be nice and comfy. Uh, no rain really expected today, mainly clouds uh, through the course of your day. And then tomorrow, we hit that 80-degree mark as you're heading into the weekend. Mind-blowing. It's going to be breezy, but it's going to be beautiful. Yep. doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, anything anything above, like, 50, we're taking as a home run this totally. time. Totally. Yeah. 71 and sunny on Saturday. There may be some rain on uh, Sunday, but we'll be getting close to 70 as well. And then and it cools off after that. What I'm seeing for Monday is, like, mid-50s. But 
Uh, we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. Uh, we're going to do a lesson question. We are going to ask for your answer, and if you get it correctly, we'll give away a pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX, and you'll also get free monster concessions. It's uh, 20 bucks per person. Pretty cool deal. Really squeaky microphone here. <clears throat> um, <laughs> question that we'll go for this morning is, I love this one. It's a listener-generated one. According to listener Chris, what does GDT stand for? Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. According to listener Chris, what does GDT stand for? Let's see if you remember that. He called in when we were talking about booze. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Jersey Mike's. And it's a month of giving, benefiting Alex's Lemonade. Donate through the app or in-store. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Justin Bieber made a special trip to the California State Prison of L.A. County to deliver a motivational speech to the convicts. Bieber told the cons that if they stay on the straight and narrow, then one day when they get out, they just might meet a girl as pretty as Justin Bieber. Hey! A third movie based on the lives of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle being produced for Lifetime Television. In Harry and Meghan escaping the palace, the royal couple builds two emotionless android replicas of themselves that eventually sit down for an interview with Oprah. So there you go. Oh, my God. And finally, <clears throat> excuse me, fans of Chrisley Knows Best gearing up for a big season finale after teasers were released by the USA Network. Many are wondering if this is the year that the entire Chrisley family admits that they all realize their dad, Todd, is obviously gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all in the trash. Okay, let's see if you know the answer to this. According to listener Chris, what does GDT stand for? And I am going to go to Edwin. Uh, good morning to you, Edwin. Uh, good morning, Preston. All right. Long-time listener. Oh, oh, thanks for calling in. Let's see if you can be a winner, my man. According to listener Chris, what does GDT stand for? That would be uh, Gangster Daiquiri Time. Yes. Yeah. Gangster Daiquiri Time is correct. Edwin, hang on. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX, plus free monster concessions. It's up to 20 bucks per person. Legends collide in this long way to face off against two mythic icons as the fate of the world hangs in the balance in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max March 31st. And there's rated at PG-13, by the way. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Hulk smash! Situation. <laughs> 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 Brought to you by Jersey Mike's Month of Giving Benefiting Alex's Lemonade Stand. And you can donate through the app or in-store. Uh, Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. This I never knew. System of a Down. Bass player. Shavo Adagian. Is still cool with the Kardashians, but seems to have distanced himself from Kim Kardashian, soon-to-be ex-Kanye West. During an interview... He said that he used to be good friends with Kanye, adding, I like the Kardashians a lot. Odajian and other System of Down members and the Kardashians are of Armenian descent. And the band has used their music to raise awareness and money for the nonprofit Armenia Fund. Um, according to Odijian, he had said, Odajian, he said, oh, I, I know the Kardashians quite well. He said he used to be very good friends with Kanye, uh, though this was a few years ago now. 
I've been to their house a lot, uh, and they're just like you'd imagine they'd be. He, he said. said he played lawn darts with them. Uh, he said very cool, personable people. In fact, huh. when Sism of a Down was uh, asked to play the Armenian uh, Armenia in 2015, come to find out that Kanye had just played the same venue a week before we did. Uh, during the interview, he also talked about his new boutique of cannabis lifestyle brand, which is called 22 Red. But I had no idea. Huh. That the Kardashians and uh, System of a Down, their buds, were tight like that, but they are. He'll probably he'll probably stay with the Kardashians and yeah, break away from Kanye. Kanye. Just want to go out to the ranch. Alter Bridge frontman Miles Kennedy took time out to salute his close friend Wolfgang Van Halen for the success of his debut solo single "Distance," which of course he wrote and recorded in tribute to his dad Eddie. Um, he said that he spoke, or he spoke about uh, Wolfgang's solo career launch, saying it's very exciting. He said, and it's nice when you have been uh, when you've been having discussions with people, and then they see it, and then they're like, "Yeah, I mean, it's true. He's just this force, a force of nature, and he can do it all." Kennedy went on to say, "I'm absolutely thrilled for him, and I'm really happy to see how uh, it's given me faith in humans again." And he said, after his father passed away. And everybody just poured in with so much love for the guy. And then he releases this beautiful song, and it's found its place in the world. It's a beautiful cycle of just good, positive energy. So, yeah, I'm super proud of Wolfie, and he's going to have a good run. He's beautiful, man. Yeah. E Street Band guitarist Stephen Van Zant will publish his memoir. It's titled Unrequited Infatuations, coming out September 28th. That's a lofty title. Uh, the book will cover Van Zandt's time as a musician on the Jersey Shore, his tenure with Bruce Springsteen's assorted bands, and his work on such solo projects as the Disciples of Soul and an anti-apartheid Sin City project, and of course his acting role in The Sopranos and Beyond. Has anybody listened to uh, Springsteen's podcast with the no former with, uh, President Obama? With Obama? No, I have not. Um, Van Zandt said, "You know what you do is you mason jars." <laughs> <laughs> You learned that from Bono. I don't, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> Van Zandt said it. Bono did it once. <laughs> the Beatles did it, too. Did they not? Yeah, they did. Oh, it was the Beatles, yeah. not Bono. <laughs> I guess they've all done it at one yeah. time or another. Uh, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> uh, Van Zandt said in a statement, I've seen enough things that could be useful that justified writing them down and sharing them. As far as my life story, well, I hope this, this book explains it to me. Uh, so that is coming out in September. Dave Grohl will forever be a drummer at heart and took time out on the Tiny TV webcast to salute two of his greatest influences, Russia's Neil Peart and Led Zeppelin's John Bonham. Uh, he explained experiencing his first Rush album. He said, first of all, I didn't have a drum set when I first heard 2112, so it was just pillows in my bedroom. And I put a record on this pillow, and it was my hi-hat, and this pillow was my snare, and the first album that I really noticed the drums on was 2112 by Rush. Someone gave it to me. Uh, and that was the first time when I really listened to the drums. I couldn't play what was being played on the record, but it was the first time I thought, wow, drummers do that? Oh, my God. So one thing I've noticed about drummers, Press, and you are uh, totally guilty of this, is everything is a drum set at, sure. at some point. Everything. I watched uh, <laughs> your dog was a drum set uh, the other day. I oh, watched, yeah, 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 yeah. And luckily your dog likes it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm petting her and... and Knock it out of rhythm at the same time. And don't most drummers put their copy on the edge of a garbage can? <laughs> yeah, that too. It's a little, That's a drummer uh, thing. It's yep. a little ism that we have. Uh, and he also went on to say, and then over time, I think my biggest epiphany was when I discovered Led Zeppelin. And then that's when I really started listening to Bonham. 
And that's when I dis- discovered how drumming can not only be powerful, but poetic. And that's what I got into. I mentioned this earlier this morning, uh, but I'll, I'll run this by you again. Um, we had the story yesterday about uh, the ashes of Lemmy Kilmeister. Uh, friends received a bullet, a bullet casing filled with the late rocker's ashes in it uh, at his request before his death. And now it's been revealed that Prince's ashes will also be the subject of some interesting treatment. The fifth anniversary of Prince's death is coming up. I mentioned this yesterday as well. And to mark the occasion, Paisley Park officials are putting Prince's ashes on display in the Minnesota compound. I assume some sort of elaborate or ornate urn will be. I'm guessing so. He'd probably do something over the top, wouldn't he? Yeah, with maybe that symbol. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With the, the, the Prince symbol or something like that. But, um... They earned formerly known as Prince. There will be no regular tours that day, but fans fortunate enough to reserve a visit through the Paisley Park website will be allowed in uh, for a 30-minute visit to the atrium. There will be 70 time slots available with each slot limited to just over or just about 20 visitors. So that is one of the things they will feature. And that is all I have in music news for you this morning. We have one final break to take. We're going to do that very thing. Come back in a moment. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. That's on uh, the horizon. So stay with us. The President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. <laughs> Cannot hear the song until you hear the laugh. That's my rule. Yeah, won't break it. Uh, it always reminds me of the uh, uh, the first Batman movie, the the Tim Burton one. Yeah. at the end with right, the, yeah. the laugh box. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ozzy, obviously. <laughs> that would be a great movie of that. <laughs> yeah. The hell is that? Uh, Crazy Train on MMR. It's uh, ten thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that's Casey. For those who don't remember, sulfur sulfur hexafluoride. We were. Uh, <laughs> it's a legitimate laugh. Yeah. No sound effect or nothing. <laughs> Let it play all the way out. The video is great. Yeah. Because uh, you're singing a uh, church song before mm-hmm. and you start cracking Deep up. River. <laughs> all right. Anyway. What was I going to say? Oh, I know what I wanted to mention. Uh, Marissa told me of this just recently, uh, and it is a it's a bracket contest on uh, Barstool Sports, and it has to do with uh, favorite bars, dive bars, or just regular bars. I'm not really sure. I'll have to take a look at it. Uh, but um, one of Kathy's favorite uh, places from her favorite of all time. Yep, of her her days at Westchester University is uh, Jake's is the only oh. local bar that's in this contest. She mentioned that they used to have a uh, cheap beer there, right? Fifty cents all day, every day. They upped it uh, years ago to a dollar, I believe. So it's still a dollar. Mm. Uh, so you can vote, and you can only vote till noon today. So we're running out of time. Yeah, vote for them. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a great tiny little place. Obviously, if you went to Westchester, you've been there nine million times. But even people uh, who didn't go to the college, know when, you, when you come into town, yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah. one of the places you visit. I went there, and I don't know, I don't know how I ended up there. 
Uh, it was in Westchester for something, and we, we popped in there for a few minutes. That I was remember. like our place if it snowed or rained or it was windy or, or sunny it was or sunny, sunny or, or that's where you or autumn up. or winter <laughs> or spring or summer. And I lived uh, one block away from it, so oh, like that was wow. Really... You could crawl oh, yeah. home from that. Oh, and I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. <laughs> you were like Norm. Wow. <laughs> my Kevin! well, see, this is like my this is my college experience. But I so from that bar, my friend lived across the street him and uh, a bunch of guys lived in this house yeah. and it was the opposite direction from my home but it was it was right across the street so our uh, route to get home would be out the door <laughs> wait go just a house away from in the other direction walk through his house from the front door to the rear door because you had to the way his house was <clears throat> set up was uh, you had to walk through the bedrooms so we'd walk through everyone's bedroom <laughs> wake them up and then go home wow <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Wow. So how do you go and vote for this? I'm uh, I'm on their Twitter feed right now. I think uh, Marissa retweeted uh, the link, I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Hold Did on. Marissa's Marissa? wagging her finger. Hang on a second here. Marissa yeah, Marissa. Grab your attention. Yeah, the way to vote for it is by tweeting out uh, using hashtag bestbarjakespa. All right. Best, Best Bar, Bar Jake's PA. PA. So if you go to our Twitter page, you'll see the tweets with that hashtag. Copy and paste it. Send it off. They got a tweet from, like, Asher Roth. He's at a yeah. rapper. From the area, and yeah, let's cool. make them right. win. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Marissa. Uh, speaking of thanks, I'm going to continue that. Uh, I'm going to mention Derek Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek is a cancer survivor. He is a heart uh, transplant recipient, and he is doing an event called the 156 Over 24 Challenge for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It's May 22nd. Starts at 10 a.m. It ends the next day at 10 a.m. It's 24 hours of cycling on a stationary bike. You can either do it yourself. You don't have to do the full 20 hours. You can get a team together like Casey's doing, and you can split it up into shifts. Yeah. Or you can simply donate and and uh, help to fund the uh, the fundraiser. It's a wonderful thing. Recycledmanspeaks.com is the website, and it's a, an amazing story that he has. And also our friend Brad Williams. Yay! Helium Comedy Club next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The Saturday shows are selling out. So if you want to see Brad... Get those tickets now at heliumcomedy.com. He's awesome. We love having him on. So that was cool. Letter of the day. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter C, as in cash. All right. And we do indeed have cash to give away. 500 bucks to be more specific. Part of the T-Mobile 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve Show. For another shot at 500 bucks, you click contest WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Like, thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve Radio Program, brought to you today by Sequoia Outback. Don't miss the annual spring in Sequoia sale, decksupplies.com. Also by Steakums, the delicious thinly sliced meat brand, and also Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Tomorrow is a no sad yeah. Friday. Uh, we have comedian Tony Woods join us. Uh, actress Taryn Manning will be on. Ah. And there's a chance we may have a local actress uh, and star Maria Bello on the program. That'd be cool. Villanova gal. She's awesome. So we'll see about that. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye.
the Preston and Steve Small Business Love Help You Line. Hey, WMMR. I'm Deborah Bradshaw, producer director of No Pants Productions at Rowan College, South Jersey. Our On the Fringe Festival is happening on March 26th at 7 p.m. Five short plays, all free to a good home, but you have to register on Facebook at RCSJ On the Fringe 2021 to get the link. Help support local theater and the arts. I hope to see you on Friday, and thanks. Next message. This is Rafi from Vegas Vapes, here to tell you that you don't have to gamble anymore to help yourself quit smoking. With locations in Bryn Mawr, Folsom, Trap, and Upper Darby, PA, the Vegas Vapes crew is here to provide service and skills to help and guide you through your decision to stop smoking habits. We provide vaping products, vaping kits, as well as CBD and vaping accessories. So check us out at VegasVapes.com. First-time customers get 10% off. The Vegas Vapes crew wishes you safety and health during these tough times. Stay safe and MMR rocks. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.